This is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy. And awesome Paul here with the Lake and South Show. Stay tuned. This is Tad Stones. Hello, this is Jim Cummings. I'm calling to say hello to my close personal friends, Blake and Sal. This is Eva Lee, a.k.a. the baddest bitch in the building. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-curator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, of course we are. It's the Blake and Sal Show. And don't forget to remember to tune in and watch it with your ears. Pretty cool. Stay tuned or you might get DQ'd. And you are listening to The Blake and Sal Show, the most dangerous podcast on the internet. And I'm not even supposed to be here today. And you are listening to The Blake and Sal Show, of course. Unfortunately, Sal wasn't here when I recorded this. So, Blake, you're the best. Gorge. Blake, without Sal, is like the turkey without the stuffing, and you can't break tradition. Seventy-nine and the number one most downloaded show on the Filling the Void podcast network. <laughs> the season premiere of the Blake and Sal Show. I'm Mike. Moving <laughs> on, my co-host live from bed. Sal, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing, Sal? <laughs> Wooting apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new thing for the. It's my new thing for the season. <laughs> Um, for the record, by the way, I know that people listening to this show for a long time. Like, why the hell are we opening up the show with Cruise again? This is the first time we've ever had a song that we've played three different versions of the same song <laughs> over the span of four years. Over oh, almost five years. This is the um, this is Four Yard Line and Backstreet Boys doing Cruise from Crossroads last week. Yay! So that's that one. So Sal, what are we discussing today? Uh, uh, we're back uh, talking about all the stuff that we missed uh, and wrapping up the summer and the PWI 500 and some cool guests along the way. Yes, Ooh. yes, yes. Um, <laughs> let me cut this music before we get into advertising or anything. Well, first of all, we have some people in the studio today. We, we got, do. We actually have a jam-packed studio today. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I have three microphones and they're all full in here today. <laughs> <laughs> so let's um, go down the line here. Latino Heat Chica, ¿tú quieres probar a un latino más? Let's bring on the man who was the star of our opening clip here to start the show. Mark Dad, how you doing? <laughs> it's not my fault. 
Uh, I, I should explain what happened there if you misunderstood the opening. If the opening of the show today was actually um, me and Dad went to the um, the BCW show during the break when we were off for a couple of weeks. And we went to the BCW show. We were sitting in the front row, and Dad got into it with the Beer City Bruiser as the show was going <laughs> off. And that was the audio. I just happened to be rolling video, but that was the audio right there from that. Well, he was messing yeah. with me. He was messing with me, which is why I was rolling video. And then he turned it to Dad, and that's what the audio you heard was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice. Let's put it this way. Beersley Bruiser fits his name because his gut looks like a quarter barrel. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> This is going to wow. be a fun show. Dad's and, drinking and, his coffee and, off the air here. This is going to be a fun here's show. Here's the thing, Beer City Bruiser. I ain't scared. I ain't running. I ain't hard to find. And you know what? <laughs> you and me, we can go and throw it down, buddy. We're five minutes in and it's got promos already. <laughs> do, do, do I smell Do I smell a, um, a barbed wire shrimp bleed match? Without the fire this time because oh, I don't God. want his ass to get burnt. <laughs> Right, woof, woof. Let me hit the, let me hit the button. We got another person. Let's roll with the studio. Let's bring Kyle on. Kyle, how you doing? Well, I am nerdy in the extreme, whiter than sour cream. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, so we got a full house. Kyle's here for some. Kyle's here because we're doing Clerks Minute right after we're done with this. I figured come up for the main show yeah. and stick around. We'll Holds do a full house. Yeah, minus John Stamus. So, Yay! Full house. So by the way, uh, so uh, just just to date this a little bit, I just took a snap and put it. Uh, for those who don't know, every time I do a podcast because it annoys Scotty, I take a picture of my Snapchat and put it on my feed. It said Podcast Life. I did it every time I do a show. Yep. And I just, by the uh -huh. way, I was just told by Scotty, stop sleeping on the job. To you. <laughs> 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 I only I'm exhausted, okay? And it's hot in here. Dude, I've been up since, since fucking six. I'm on like five hours sleep. So I'm not really... I, I just got one word for Scotty. Fireball. Yes, fireball. But, um, okay, we, got, we, we have to get some promotional stuff out of the way. So, Sal, help support the show by going to the Amazon link. All the Blake with com. What are this week's featured items? Uh, We have no, it's the four-letter word, Uh, how I failed spelling and... But Succeeded in Life by Chris Jericho. And Second Nature, The Legacy of Ric Flair and the Rise of Charlotte by Rick and Charlotte Flair. Yes, two wrestling books. I, I love the wrestling, but the fact that Jericho made a fourth book. <laughs> what the going Where on? Where does he find the time for all this? What do you think he does during his breaks during Fozzie Tours? He's on the bus. <laughs> Man, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, last time we were on, last time we did a show, I was promoting our t-shirts. Yes. I would like to take a little bit more time promoting our shirts because um, the store has grown since our last show. And Sal made fun of me a little bit for this, but I'll do it anyway. If you go to the uh, tpublic.com slash Blake and Sal shows, or to Blake and Sal show.com and click on the link, you can get to our store. We have shirts representing our show. We have a shirt for, we have shirts for Boy Meets Retrocast. We have shirts for Clerks Minute. We have Clerks for Mandy's Blogcast, Messy Magical Motherhood. We have a shirt for Pucks and Polishes. We have everything over there. We have Sal's, we have we have two shirts of Sal saying see ya. And I'm not even joking about that. There's actually two shirts about that. Of his own kind actually saying see ya. That's the thing, that's the thing on there. 
<laughs> we have a, we have a shirt that um that of a meme that Kyle made then Don't Anger the Feeny, which is one of my personal favorites. <laughs> I actually made a Feeny call. I'm helping. I made a Feeny call T-shirt. <laughs> Which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, What's that one there in the uh, the middle? Where are you? See ya? Yeah, the kid. That's him. That's that's Sal. That, that's Sal. It's me in cartoon form. Yes. Is he dabbing? He's dabbing. Yes, it's dabbing. 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 Well, dabbing if you're from Europe. But um, so so you can go to the T Public store and help us out. If you don't want a t-shirt, say you want something else, you want to support the show. My laptop is literally littered with stickers that our show is. I, I literally have stickers for about everything on my laptop now. <laughs> show stuff. It, it, I, the stickers come out good. They're all the microphones. Mics over here. Oh, yeah, look at that. And um, actually, I, I don't want anyone using my mic anymore. So I kind of labeled the other microphones so no one touches my mic anymore. So, <laughs> so that's that. Although I closed the laptop and now I have to get my screen back up here. What episode number are we in? While I do that, while I, do, while I get my laptop. 11 billion. While I get my laptop back up here. We're playing commercials <laughs> over here. We still, have, we still have something else to play commercials wise. Let me play this one spot and then we'll get back into everything. So how's that sound? Okay. Hi everyone, it's Mandy, and when I'm not playing Mrs. Blake, or Dean Ambrose's biggest fan, or, spoiler alert, Olga, I can be found on mkemomsblog.com. There are 30 amazing women in the Milwaukee area who make up the MKE Moms Blog team, and we're all passionate about giving back to the community, about life, and loving our families. You can find us over on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, or at mkemomsblog.com. Please check it out and support us. Thanks! You got a friend in me. So... I gotta promote something, Sal, which is crazy on my end. The last time we promoted somebody else's show was because of you. This time. <laughs> yeah, last time, the last show we did, this, Sal was on the Full Critical Podcast. I had to promote that for him. Today, I'm promoting myself over on Toy Story Minute. I uh, was on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on Toy Story Minute, talking about Minute 56, 57, and 58. And we had a lot of fun. Those guys are a riot, even though they do go off on tangents. I, I'm not quite sure how Tuesday's <laughs> show ended up with a 10-minute discussion of Christopher Walken. I still know how that happened. I was in back to the editor, and I still don't understand how that happened. But <laughs> go over there. Um, I'll put the link up on our, on, our, on our website. It's up on our Facebook page. Get there from JewelandGenres.com. Good guys over there, so I wanted to promote that. So before we get into the show, I do have to do one thing on a somber note here. Uh, we don't usually bring up real-life events on this show, but it's kind of hard to ignore, Sal, what's going on. Over yep. in Houston, down south in the Florida and in the Caribbean, I just want to put my prayers out to everybody out there dealing with everything going on with these hurricanes and especially Irma going on as we're doing the show. <laughs> as, a- as of this morning, Irma is officially Category 5 with winds up to 220 miles an hour. That's fucking insane. It's fucking insanity what's going on right now. 
So I just want to throw And there's another one there. right behind that one that's uh, forming right in the same spot. So it's going to be interesting to see if that one gets up to a five-two. It's going to be interesting. Rest of, it's going to be interesting fall the way the storms are going. Hey, this right is now. this is what happens when you promote a dumbass into office. Okay, right. you get Before hurricanes that destroy your country. Before we get into politics here. Before we get into politics here, <laughs> Daddy, you going to say something? Yeah, with uh. Hurricane Tropical Storm Harvey and how hard it hit. Oh, definitely Hurricane Harvey on that um, one. <laughs> there is, I know, a phrase that's coming out. It's Dallas Strong. And I'm sure there'll be t-shirts and everything you else. you strong? I don't know. This is Dallas Strong. Oh. <laughs> um, and from what I heard on the radio, George Strait is basically putting together a benefit for oh, cool. the country music artists. And the, the benefit for uh, Dallas is going to be from three different states, one from Texas, one from New York, and one from L.A., and all the proceeds are going to go to the victims and to rebuilding Texas. So uh, kudos to George Strait for getting things together. Very cool. Also, good, props to J.J. Watt for the uh, money he raised. That was really According cool. According to last, is like over $12 million. Yeah, that's insane. When you think about it, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of money, and I give credit where it's due. That's and crazy. J.J. Watt, hometown boy and. Bookfield and uh, mom, his mom is getting all the stuff together on her end. So, and there was video of JJ personally delivering supplies. So, you know, he's a wonderful person, and I'm hoping that his uh, website uh, tops like 20 million when it's all done. Uh, I have one more thing I have to um, mention. Can oh, I implore our audience to do, uh, do no. something here? Go ahead. For God's sake, donate blood, donate supplies, donate money, do whatever you can to help out. I agree. I can't argue that. I cannot argue you at all now, and that's for sure. And like they say, like they say in Scrooge, when you start doing good, that's when the miracle will happen. You don't want to make it continue throughout the rest of the year. Oh, by the way, so thanks for reminding me. Um, if you're in the in the area, in Milwaukee area, um, the Ridge, the church we go to, is actually doing a blood drive on Sunday morning yep. for Houston. So that's actually a big deal going on at our church on Sunday morning. So if you're available anytime Sunday morning, even if you're not a church person, as Kyle said, you should at least donate blood or do something like that. Come to our church, and they're doing a full blood bank right outside the church. So that's good. You don't have to go inside. It's going to be right, right outside. I mean, so. hell, even if it's just as much as, you know, getting getting a coat and donating it. or Yeah, yeah. I agree with you, Kyle, 100%. I agree with you 100%. I'm not, I can't even argue with you on it. Just 100%. take five minutes out of your life and help these people. You can do it online in 30 seconds if you yeah. want to donate money. You know what I mean? It's so easy, you know? It's not, this is that's a good true. time for this kind of stuff, you know? That's right. true. I do want to say one more somber thing, and then we'll get into things. Trust me, Sal. We're going to be cheering up and having a good time today. But it's been a rough, like, a rough couple, a couple of weeks in my world. Um, right after we were done with our last show, before we went on our summer vacation, um, my uncle George passed away. <laughs> like right after mm. we finished the show, it was kind of a weird week, and um, that wasn't as much of a shocker because we were prepared for that. But it was still really, really sad because he died of cancer, and it was a really sad situation. So prayers go out, prayers go out to my family. But also, just yesterday, just yesterday, a lot of people know I'm an airport guy. I've had a, I was there for six and a half years. I've made a lot of friends, really, really close mm-hmm. to a lot of people. One of my airport buddies passed away yesterday. Yeah. At 57 years old. <laughs> she also had cancer. She passed away yesterday morning. I just wanted to throw that out there. I, it's, it sucks. It's one of my, when I actually was really close for her, and it was really sucky yesterday when I heard the news. So, 
It's rough. It's been a rough couple of weeks around here for me personally, so I just wanted to put that out there. Let's get into things now. Let's cheer Actually, up and have I, some fun. can uh, I put out a dedication to one more person? Go for it, uh, he's, a, old, he's an old school comedian. He died a few weeks ago. Uh, Joseph Bologna died at 82. Okay. 82. Um, you, he worked a lot with Mel Brooks. Uh, you probably know him as either King Kaiser from uh, the classic My Favorite Year, or if you're a comic book fan, he played Inspector Daniel Turpin on the Superman animated series. Okay, then. Oh. Well, that puts us in the perfect mindset to get in. And this got me out of the personal run, went to entertainment, because... So what did I miss? All right. So let's have some fun. I, and this, uh, Sal's looking at his screen. He sees me wearing a lanyard. I decided to make sure I had it on me. I have my Movies by Minute Chicago lanyard. Yay. Me and Kyle attended last um, Saturday. And um, Sal was making fun of us. On the air, <laughs> openly on the air. Why would he? Do last that? show about this convention, about this convention, <laughs> and um, I think he was even shocked when I sent him the pictures of the groups of people that were at this event because <laughs> they literally had representation from around the country <laughs> for this event. It was an amazing atmosphere. Sal was just jealous he couldn't be there. Well, Sal, pucker up and kiss it. So, I do want to say. <laughs> And um, I had the okay. lanyard in front of me. I had official lanyards made, which was really, really cool. And on the lanyards actually is the itinerary of the day, right around the back. Upside down. Itinerary of the back. We had, um, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six panels. Seven panels. I'm not going to lie. The panel, because we were doing back to back to back. And some of them were like, having to do uh-huh. all services. Some of them were actually really, really informative. Because they had to do with, uh-huh. like, tech setup for podcasts and programs to use and things like that. So that was kind of interesting. I'm trying to remember which one everyone was nodding off at. I think it was tech setup. Yeah. I mean, that was the one everyone... <laughs> that was one you could have easily just put in for a half Although hour. Although, we've, we've talked about this actually in the group, that they're going to probably drop all the tech stuff next yeah. year when they do this event. Oh, please, please, please. So, so what did we discuss at minute zero during um, tech stuff? Well, tech stuff happened, and we had tech set up, and then we had editing basics, and that's when we kind of started, everybody started to fade a little bit, because it was kind of getting, and I think even Pete and Alex realized that we were starting to fade during that part of the show, during that part of the panels, so they went to Hilarious, saying that it was Karen feeding a podcast guests, which was absolutely hilarious when you did the name of it. Number one, please make sure to poke holes in the jars that you keep your guests in. Well, hang on a second, so what we're doing, and so I'm going to do... Two things we're covering this event. First of all, as soon as we're done discussing it here, I have I'm going to be sitting down with an interview with Crystal Beth, who is one of the organizers of the event, and a comedian out of New York. Me and, him are, me and her are going to talk, and I'm going to put that interview on the show here. At the end of the show, after we're done with the credits and everything else, um, all fun, all the fun stuff we do. Jim O'Kane from the Rocketeer Minute sent me audio. Of the Karen feeding a podcast guest panel. Nice. I'm going to put that at the end of our show. I'm not going to put it here because it's kind of long, and if you do want to skip out, you don't have to hear it. So I'm not going to put it here. So I'm going to put it at the end of our show. And if you want to hear that, it's actually a really entertaining panel. And the audio, it actually does great, great audio, even though some of it is Crystal pointing at, a, at its PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> but it was all having fun with it. It's actually really funny. And it's, by the way, and then when you listen to it, if you happen to hear random kazoos, <laughs> the Rocketeer Okay, Minute, Christian. The Rocketeer Minute guys handed us all kazoos. 
So I just went... Easily the coolest and, uh, what, gimmick what, ever. What minute of the day was that at, Blake? Um, I believe it was about 45 minutes in. <laughs> minute 45? Okay, very good. So okay. Everybody had a lot of fun with those kazoos. So, that being said, I'm going to throw it to my interview with Crystal Beth from The Fist Element. All right, as promised, on the line right now, I have Crystal Beth from The Fifth Element. Crystal, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing so well. Thank you for asking. No problem. Even better now that I'm here with you. Ah, thank you so much. Welcome to the um, Blake and Sal show. We just will be put into the show after we're done with this. Um, we met actually last month at the Movies by Minute Chicago, which was probably one of the most fun days I've had in a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, we'll get into that in a minute. I want to know, before we get into things, how did you get involved in the MNX world? Like, I, you just seem to pop up everywhere on my feed. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it started with Star Wars Minute, and we had a mutual comedian friend in common, and she mentioned that they were looking for funny girls to go on Star Wars Minute, so I reached out to them. And that was in 2015, I think. Wow, wow. Yeah, 2015, somewhere around there. But then I did uh, Return of the Jedi for them. And then the boys from Back to the Future asked me. And then Alien Minute asked. And then Indiana Jones Minute asked. And Ghostbusters Minute asked. And from then, it just snowballed into everyone asking me to guest on their podcasts. And I loved it. And then I started my own, which was the fifth element. You said it right. You said it right. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's so hard. I always, I'll call the Fifth Element the Fifth Element, now. I'll be like, "Have you guys seen the Fifth Element recently?" And I'm like, Fifth Element, God." Yeah, it's fun though. It it it, it must be Crystal Bethwee because you're on the TMNT Minute right now. Actually, I was doing that this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I recorded with them so long ago. That's the fun part about this whole format. Is it feels like a time travel thing. Yeah, I, I recorded some shows that won't air until November. <laughs> it's really strange yeah, how that it's works. awesome. It's strange how that works. I had to explain that to a friend of mine who's coming on this on the Clerks Minute, my show, and I explained it to him like, "Yeah, we're recording tonight. The shows won't air till November." <laughs> like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense to anybody. Yeah. It's so. nice, though, because you forget where you talked about, so it's kind of a surprise when you go in. And a lot of times, I mean, a lot of shows, uh, they record way ahead of time. And it's always fun when I'm hearing uh, someone makes, like, a small little joke, and then the joke can repeat itself. And I'll be like, Crystal, say this, say this. And then I'll say it, and I'll be like, yeah! Or I won't <laughs> say it, and I'll be like, you missed a joke. <laughs> That's funny, actually. That's really funny. So... We get to Chicago. What? How? What? How did Chicago come about? Because I was on the outside. Because we had just entered this world recently ourselves. Me and Kyle doing our show. How did this all come about? I know back in the day, there, back in the future minute, was talking about doing a live ride, but then suddenly it materialized into this Chicago show. How did this turn start? So it started with, I think it was a joke on either Pete the Retailer's part or Jim O'Kane, one of them, posted onto the Movies by Minutes maker, Movies by Minutes listeners and makers group, um, we should have a meetup and maybe we can get together somewhere in the world. And it ended up being that people got kind of interested in it and Pete the Retailer and I started talking about it and we were like, we should do this. 
So we started putting it together and we picked Chicago because it was right in the middle because we have people that do movies by minutes in California, Hong Kong, England, East Coast, middle of the world, everything. So we were like, let's do Chicago. It's right in the center. So that's how it started. And then I got my, my trusty Google website out and just Googled theaters that would fit our size and how much they were would cost and... Then we found the bars that we hung out with, hung out at, and the restaurants we ate at. So ended up really falling together pretty nicely. Yeah, I actually I really liked the theater. The theater was actually nice and small and compact, but yeah, it didn't feel like it when we got in there. And I liked the whole attitude of the place; like it was really low key for what. Oh, it they was. were so lovely, and there was 187 seats in there, yeah. and we filled over half of them. So that's for the first movies by minutes con. That's amazing. Yeah, that was it. I was impressed because I know I got there. I'm in Milwaukee, so I drove in. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. And um, we got there, and I was trying to explain to Kyle because he's new to this whole world. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm following. I have a lot of people on the group and the Facebook group we just mentioned, and people are saying we're coming in from here, coming in from here, coming in from here, and we're like asking for advice on where to go eat and all the kind of stuff. And I have a best yeah. friend that like loves Chicago. So I'm texting uh-huh. him for advice. Like, where do I go on this street? He knows literally all I had to tell him was here's the theater. Here's the street. He gave me somewhere to eat for lunch, but I didn't go on a map. Awesome. But I didn't go on a map. So that was impressive. But, um, we did that, but then we got there and I think who was the first person I talked to? I think it was Tom from never ending minute. He was the first person okay. I ran into and we had lunch together, actually him, us, Bobby, from Beauty and the Beastly Minute, and I think the guys from Mystic Pizza Minute. We all had lunch together. That was fun. Uh, it was a good group. It was a really cool group. And we all hung out. When we got to the theater, and pretty well heard it coming in, I looked at Kyle, like, this is bigger than I think anyone expected. This is really, yeah. really big. And as we're talking to people, and everyone's saying, we're from here, we're from Philly, we're from New York, and I knew, like, um, uh, Nick Jimenez came from L.A., and I'm like, this is insane. Like, this is really, really cool. We got inside. Yeah. I love the theater. We got inside to the main... And I am... I have to admit, because we were joking about this on the main show, which you'll hear on Friday when this goes up. We were going through it. I have my lanyard sitting on the desk. I didn't want to miss anything talking about it on the show. Yeah, smart. By the way, who was the idea with the lanyard? That was awesome. Um, I think that was just a... Everyone wanted it to be like a convention, and um, I think that I had mentioned a few websites where we could get them, but Pete the Retailer made them. Alex did the art, and Pete laminated them. Yeah, they're, they're really cool. Like it was, yeah. it felt like a convention. You're right; it did feel like that because we're all wearing these lan. And I forgot I was wearing mine when we left. I completely forgot. Yeah. And I'm walking down the street, and like three people stopped us. Like, what are those lanyards? Like, where are you guys coming from? so awesome because, yeah that's it was they did a really good job with those yeah because i think chicago comic-con was going on the same weekend so i think that's why a lot of people were kind of confused what was going on with us <laughs> yeah so, they were like who are you that's not that yeah i know because i had a friend who's a comic book artist who was at chicago comic-con at the same time so anyway we get in and the only thing and i mentioned this on the main show the, the tech stuff i didn't expecting a lot of us were kind of like getting antsy yes <laughs> and maybe because we're all experienced podcasters that might have something to do with it 
Yeah, there was there was a lot of people there that were not experienced though. There was a you noticed um, there's a lot of people with notebooks out that were oh. taking notes through it because they were getting ready to start. So that was kind of more for them. Cool. Um, and because it was the first one, there's not a way to like separate panels. You know, True. so we couldn't be like, hey, if you want to go to the tech panel, come here. If you want to go to the character panel, go here. We were like, well, we have to do it all at once. That's why we made them shorter. Well, that way it wouldn't well, tucker people out. I, but the fun part for me was when we got to, and I actually got permission from Jim to air these panel. I'm going to air it at the end of today's show. It was the Karen feeding a podcast guest. Might be one of my favorite things I've watched in a long time. Aww. <laughs> your present, your your PowerPoint was amazing. I really, really uh. had fun with that. That was so much fun. Aw, uh, thank you. Even though I know some of it wasn't working like you planned, but <laughs> it was really entertaining. Yeah, I got home and I was like, "Look, it, it looks fine on my computer," but it was that was a lot of fun to do. I was nervous. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm against all these people that like have much better." like more popular podcasts and I don't know if people want to hear about how to guest and, but I was like, maybe they do. And ugh, I had fun though. Oh, the fun and part Jim, of- oh, Jim in the booth was really great with flipping my uh, slides through too. <laughs> yes, that's true. It was, it was well done. And I also, I'll admit for me, that whole thing actually helped me out because I'm trying to put together the guest list for our show. And I'm like, well, that's a good hint. That's a good idea. That oh, works. Yay. Like, for me, it helped. So I will say that. I, I Between that and the my personal favorite moment, was not even your presentation, was the get a pair of headphones and mail them out. <laughs> oh, my gosh, right? Jim O'Kane was crazy. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I was like, well, I can't do that. But the IMDb Pro thing worked out nicely. So I will say that. Good. So, you were a part of Back to the Future Minute, the live finale. Yes. How was that feeling for you to be up there for that finale? Because that was so much fun to watch. Well, it was absolutely flattering to be asked the first time that uh, Scott reached out to me. I was like, wow, thank you. That's insane and a lot of pressure because now I'm on their, like, their solidifying last episode. They were like, we want you. And I was like, oh, gosh, oh, no. And it was for something I had never been on. And I watched the video on my computer, but it's not the same thing as being on it. So I was like, I don't think I'm qualified. And I sent him probably three super long text messages the day before. And I was like, can I bring my computer on stage? Do you mind if I do this? What about this? I feel like I'm going to ruin this. What do you think about this? And he was like, just relax. It's just going to be fun. Um, but it was nice. It was fun to see their faces because I've never recorded with them face to face. It's always just been like this. So it was great. Yeah, I, I I think that was only the second time I've ever been in a live podcast. I think I was only the second time I've ever. I think at Kevin Smith's show I went to once. This is only the second time I've done something like this. So that was a lot of yeah. fun to watch. And I got the I listened back to the replay. I think it was what last Friday when it went up. And it was really funny to listen back. I'm like, how is this going to work? The sitting to it because of all the slideshow and the pictures and right. Else. But to their credit and to you guys' credit, it was hysterical to listen back. It really was oh, fun. Good. Yeah, fun Scott hour. and Nick were very good about describing the what was going on in the frame without making it seem like they were telling us what was going on in the frame. Yeah. It, so if you listen to it as a podcast, it wasn't like, all right. I see you're just telling me what it sh- what it says. They were very good about informing you through 
better words, I guess. Yeah, it's true. And overall, I thought this was a great day. What were the um, opinions from you on the outside? Because you talked a lot more people than I did. So. Oh, I was in my freaking element. I was so happy. I was very excited to see everything going off without a hitch. And I had to do a lot more behind the scenes stuff because I was the point of contact for the theater. So I was kind of running around talking with them and emailing with the woman I've been in contact with. But to meet all the people whose faces I'd have only known through Facebook was really cool. And I was glad everyone wore name tags because not everyone looks like their Facebook profile picture. That's so, true. That's very true, I was actually. I, I went with that Heidi that brought the name tags. Yep. Yeah, that was a cool idea, too. Because like, she said, that, bring name tags. Like, yes, bring name tags. Because this, this feels like a radio thing than anything else. It's more like a radio convention. Yep. No one knows each other. Like, I think it was Sean um, Sean German who does, um, who's going to be doing Groundhog Day Minute. And he was, yes. he come up to me, he's like, I want to be on Clerks Minute. And I'm looking for him on Facebook. Is that the same person? Like, is that the same? Right? Like, he has hair in this picture. Wait, wait is, that, is that the same guy? Gosh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I remember when he came in, I was like, because we were at breakfast and pe- people just kept arriving. And I went up to, specifically, I remember going up to Jerry Porter and like waving and saying next to him being like, hi. And he was like, hi, being just, you know, you could tell someone's being polite, nice, where someone's like, hi, how are you? And you're like, no, 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 like, I know you. So um, I introduced, he introduced himself to a couple other people. And then I introduced myself to Christy Porter. And I was like, Crystal Beth. And Jerry Porter was like, oh, oh, my God, of course, you sound exactly like you. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. That's a great Yeah. And one of the weirdest things I think was trying to, when I was listening, when I was watching people speak, I couldn't recognize their voice. I would see that they were speaking and I would be like, okay, I recognize the inflection a little bit. But as soon as I turned my face away from them and heard them speak again, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you sound exactly like you. But when I see your face moving, you don't sound like you anymore. It was really weird. That is pretty funny. I it was it was like that for me too for certain people. I'm like, wait, wait, wait what? It's you? Oh, okay. I think Bobby. That was Bobby for me because he didn't oh, look yeah. like him. It didn't didn't click. Like it didn't click for me at all. And I listened to Beans Beastly Minute. It just didn't click for me. <laughs> so this I have to say this was so much fun. What you have any you know, any plans for anything in the future? Because I know there's discussion in the group. Maybe doing it again next year. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it is happening in um, Denver next year. Okay, Denver. Gotcha. Like, I, like I've told people, I'm going to try to do it next year. Again, Chicago worked out so well for me because I've been driving distance. It's just different for me money-wise to figure out flying situations. But a year in advance, that'd be great. Yeah. I'll figure it all out. A year in advance is good. And this is one thing I like to do for little travel pointers for anyone that cares about that. I will budget how much I think it's going to cost to the very top dollar. Like what is the most amount of money this will cost for food, room, board, alcohol. And I'll divide that by however many weeks uh, I have before the event or the trip. And that's how much I put into a separate savings account every week. Oh, that's actually a really cool idea. I think my wife does that for vacations. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It ends up being, it ends up working out really well. Like I had a friend who was 
getting married in Panama and she was like, oh, we're going to do this in March or something. So I was like, okay, so let's budget $2,000 for flights for my boyfriend and I. Let's think $1,000 for food, which is way more. And then I divided it by 52 weeks. And it only ended up being 40 bucks a week that I just kept to side, which isn't that hard to do for me anyway. Yeah. Um, it could be hard for other people to do. Also, that's a very expensive vacation. But it really worked out. And then she pushed her wedding back further. So I had even more money. Oh, that works. That really does yeah. work. So I think this is about time where I'm going to start wrapping things up. Thank you, Crystal, for taking time out today. I, of course. The fact that you said, let's do it. And then we scheduled to a perfect time when I'm able to record. I, I appreciate it. It's a really, really cool. And hopefully the next time we talk, it'll be for Clerks Minute. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we're scheduling Clerks Minute now. I, I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to wait a little longer when we start posting shows, and then I'll start scheduling them. I know you like listening to our the shows in advance. So I'll wait till after we start posting shows, and then we'll set things up. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you again, Crystal, for coming on. And if you want to get a plug for your show before we send out of here. Oh, sure. If you want to listen to any of my podcasts, you can do so on iTunes. I have one called The Fifth Element, which is the Movies by Minutes podcast. And I also have a video, a video game podcast called Unlimited Lives Radio. And that's also on iTunes. It's a bunch of comedians talking about video games. Well, awesome. Um, thank you so much, Crystal. I appreciate everything. Of course. Thank you. Yes. We'll see you soon. See you soon. All right, Sal. Um, you know how I loved being obsessed with I, I sometimes on this show I get a little obsessed with um, Honest Trailers and some of the audio <laughs> that comes out of Honest Trailers no not yep. you no you so <laughs> last week last week they, they surprised me on this one they did an Honest Trailer for um, they're, they're nominated for a, um, they're nominated for an Emmy again for Honest Trailers okay so they uh-huh. decided last year they did a whole like 10 minute Honest Trailer about all the dramas well, because all right. the dramas are pretty much almost all the same the next year out, they <laughs> decided not to do that again, so they don't repeat themselves. And instead, they took, um, they decided to take um, three shows that are on the air, a couple of shows that are on the air now, and make old school TV theme songs out of them. <laughs> oh, good god! And they got celebrity guests to do it. They got legit celebrity <laughs> guests to do this because of Michael Bolton. What? Michael Bolton did this, and they're friends friends with him now, and he actually brought in some friends to do this. I, I really don't know how to feel about this. Michael Bolton, the singer? Michael Bolton. He's actually a friend of the Screen Junkies now. He did a Game of Thrones thing. It's absolutely hysterical. Michael, Michael Bolton? Bolton? That no talent? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Hey, the hey, Game hey, of Thrones hey. thing is Michael Bolton. It was an Office Space reference, Dad. So, um, Natasha Bedingfield was on this. It was very, very funny. Paula Cole came back and made fun of herself, which was amazing. She made fun of her own song. It was absolutely amazing. She did a parody. She did a parody of the Dawson Creek theme, and it was really? fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. But they brought, but this, the reason I'm bringing this up is because they, they they covered This Is Us, which is a show that me and Mandy fell in love with last year. And this is, and they brought in Brian McKnight <laughs> to do this one. R&B soul singer Brian McKnight, who um and um this is actually this is it's pretty funny and accurate for the show. So it's only 42 seconds. So I figured I'd play it here. Here we go. Our lives cross in many ways And sometimes they're sad Like losing a triplet Or your adopted dad What if your mom's lied to you Your entire life That's a lot of strife 
<laughs> okay, okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I just hear the result of the Cheers theme? Hate fucking. This is it. <laughs> this is us. This is us. <laughs> no, no, no. The song. Wait, 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 this okay. is it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang on. Calm down. Calm it down. was. It was the intro that sounded like Cheers, not the whole song. Why? It, it, like I said, this. I forgot of... what. I forgot what show they actually parried. They actually have the video on. Yeah, the, video on the, show it, notes. The, the intro mimicked Cheers, not the whole song. I know. I'm just saying. It, it was the really of... funny. Never it was mind. really, get really it, funny. Get it right or pay the price. Really I funny. did. Da, 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 da. I'm down, guys. I'm down, guys. I'm down, guys. <laughs> I'm down. So, um, that, I figured I'd share that. I, I really enjoyed that. I'm going to put the video up because it really entertained the shit out of me when I watched it. I'm trying to find the actual clip on YouTube because the, the, they, they actually did parody stuff. And I thought it was really entertaining. I saw you laughing over there, Sal. The fact that, the way, I should have put it, I put have put a spoiler warning on there before I played that. I completely forgot to. For those who are behind on the show, because I kind of gave away like four storylines in 42 seconds. Here comes the angry tweets. I that just we realized that like they, they gave away 42. I'm only one episode behind. Dear Blake and, and Sal, I, how dare you spoil this show for us? So, I didn't Sincerely, um, Ducci McNitpick. Yeah, I didn't watch the finale yet, but, like, I, I just, like, everything, it didn't spoil anything in the finale, so there you go. So, anyway. Oh, there you go. Sal, who's in the TV world. I need to yell at you. <laughs> oh, okay. What I do? Every single freaking Monday, every single Sunday, every single Wednesday, every single day, I go on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and Sal, yes. and I don't know what else Kat says, but I see it every day because you're right at the top. One of the few friends I have at the top, and it says Steve first on Facebook, so I don't miss posts. And every single time Big Brother's on, every single time, he puts up there, really, shh, <laughs> shh, <laughs> I'm not even joking, he does this every fucking week. <laughs> Man, this is my I don't want people to text beverage. me and right call back. me and bother me. So I text you and I say fuck you every single week. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you don't. You want to mind? You you can text me. That's yeah, fine. Because I wasn't watching the show. I wasn't watching the show. I text you. <laughs> yeah, Sal. I was like, so Kyle stepped out at this moment, so we can make fun of him. No. Um. He couldn't handle the heat. Handle heat. The last episode from uh, Big Brother. I'm kind of annoyed at only because when we did the HOH game. Oh, okay, that sucked. That was terrible. Come on, it was uh, yeah, that annoyed me. Obvious that they were gonna throw it and give it to Christmas. Now here's the thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> here's the thing. I watch to see these players compete, not to basically lay down and roll over. The problem is, you, last time we talked, you and me personally off air, you said you liked Paul. That's the way I hate Paul this season. It's because he's he. If it wasn't for him, this game would be so much different but this year. Here's the thing: he's the puppet master. He's pulling the strings. Yeah, and I everything's like working to him. I don't like him on this season. I liked him last season. My, I don't like him on this season. My thing is, when it gets to the final jury, don't be surprised if Paul comes out on time. He probably will. Sal, your thoughts real fast. Um, I agree. He, you know, coming in second place last year, he definitely learned a couple of things. He has not been nominated once. To go on the block all season long. I wonder how that um, he's Yeah, he's <laughs> absolutely running the house. He's winning competitions. He's literally got his hand in every single click of the house or what's left of the house. Um, and if 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 he does not win it this season, then it's a damn shame because he 
has been playing an absolutely perfect game. I, I, I you're right. I can't. I don't have to be happy about it though. I don't have to be happy about it. That's just me. No, being you know, really honest. So, we move on to a couple other things I want to bring up here. Chris Young, by the way, was announced to be the newest member of the Grand Ole Opry this week. That's awesome. That's fantastic news for him. I thought All that right. was pretty awesome. That was big announcement. They put a video up of, um, from the Opry this week. I'm like, oh, cool. Good job. <laughs> awesome news. That's really cool. When did they announce that? Because I didn't hear it. Was on, it was on the Grand Ole Opry Facebook page earlier this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, it popped up on Facebook. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. They did it. They did the whole thing where um, I forgot it was Vince Gill comes out. And he's uh, he comes out to do something instructive, and then he turns his attention to this person on stage, like you're going into the Grand Ole Opry, and you get any cries, and then they did a post video of him crying, and there's a pony behind me on my screen. I'm looking at Spotify because I'm trying to like go through the next song I need for the next cue here, and I look at my left corner, and there's a pony on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's okay. Like, there's so distracting out of nowhere. <laughs> there, there's medication for that. But no, should I, I know that Kyle came up here with ponies? <laughs> by the way, the new the show. I don't know that. <laughs> and no, Dad, those are pink elephants you're thinking of. Half a little some wolves in my life. No, the pink, ele- <laughs> no, the pink elephants from Dumbo. <laughs> This is what happened. Hey, man, you married into that family. <laughs> you know what? There are worse things hey, in the world. Hey, you knew what you were getting into when you said I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I do want to bring something up here that I actually took a listen to right during the break. Um, another podcast I listened to, but it's something different. Because only I would find this because of Broadway World. I know that they added to think Broadway World bringing my attention to this one. And it's actually a, um, yes, Alan, it is a podcast musical. <laughs> okay. I'm intrigued. For the record, I'm aware of that. For the record, I've been picturing her body Draped over the sofa wearing nothing but her hat For the record mm, I'm screwed mm. For the record, this can still go my way For the record, I can keep my pride So, um, a couple weeks back A, a couple months ago, actually A um, podcast was announced called 36 Questions That's what I'll do and um, it was a podcast musical, and I'm like, oh, I'm intrigued. There's only going to be three episodes, so I'll take a listen. And um, it stars Jonathan Groff, Sal. And um, Jesse Stanton from Broadway. But Jonathan Groff took his time out to do this. And it actually turned out to be a lot of fun. The song you're hearing in the background is for the record from, I think, part one. I, I, I mean, they're all on one soundtrack to me, so I'm trying to remember what episode this is from. This is from episode one. Pretty much the whole story is about a married couple... That is having problems, and the the the, the, the wife's last chance to actually do the 36 questions because their first date, and it leads to a really cool concept musical. And I give credit where it's due; it was really well done. That is really cool. Yeah, that does sound awesome. Yeah, it was a three-episode arc. It's about it's about 45-minute episodes. And it turned out to be a lot of fun. It turned out to be a lot of fun. So I do suggest that it's um if you want to find it on on iTunes under the company Two Up, and then the last three episodes on their feed. So that's it's a really cool concept. I really enjoyed that. So I just wanted to. That's very, that. very, very that. new. Yeah, very I liked new. it a lot. So, um, top of the show, I played a song from Crossroads. You did. And everyone is into. I like that one. Not so the I, Britney Spears movie, by the way, people. Just don't don't get excited. So, uh, well, so what happened is I do have another song I want to play going into the, before we get into sports. And um, so I'm going to okay. play it here from the um, from Crossroads. 
And I, it sound may have jumped on my joke, but here we go. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, I pressed the wrong button. Can I make a note? We're watching this Crossroads special. That's your point. By the way, you totally stepped on my joke, and you didn't even know you did. I don't want to know that. You totally stepped on my joke. <laughs> I had no idea. I know. You didn't even know I had to set up joke things. You messed up my joke. But anyway, um, we watched the special, and it looked like a bunch of grown men just having a fucking blast hanging out with each other on stage. For this Crossroads special. Isn't that what it was, though? It really was. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But the fact that you had these, all of them do it, this, this harmony at the beginning was amazing. And that's why I'm playing Holy, because it was an amazing thing. But if you missed the special, right. find it, find it. It was a really fantastic Crossroads. One of the best ones I've seen in a very long time. I love the Crossroads series, and I think it's absolutely phenomenal when they take, you know, the one country artist and the one pop artist and fuse them together and they do each other's songs. I think it's such an awesome thing. And I haven't seen this yet, but I've heard some some clips of songs and stuff like that, and it sounds amazing. Yeah, they did, um, I don't have the whole list in front of me, but I know they did Holy, they obviously did God and Your Mom and Me, because that's their song, you know, right. that's their song of the band. They did, um, I Want It That Way, to open up the, they opened up the show with I Want It That Way. I'm like, what a way to open the show. They did it as long as you <laughs> love me, they did everybody, I forgot the other two, the Light songs they did, the more recent song, but they did a fantastic job. It was a fantastic hour. And it flew by. And they also did interviews with the band interviewing each other. Which was a really cool thing to like a circle sit down of all of them together. It was actually really cool. Wasn't it one of the Backstreet Boys that basically pointed out that, I don't know if it was Howie or if it was AJ, that didn't realize what the initials H-O-L-Y. Okay, here's what's funny for. about that. Neither did the band. Neither did the Georgia line. They messed it into the lyrics of their own damn song at yeah, first. Yeah, right. And I, and I like, thought that was hysterical. And then all of a sudden, I guess they figured it out when they're riding on the bus what it said for. It's like, oh, now I get it. It was funny. I, you know why I, I was cutting? Because I was trying to be the um, best husband in the world. And I actually um, recorded the entire thing. I put it on a CD for Mandy. It's the prizer. And I might actually have that audio of that conversation. I think this is it. Here we go. I have become a huge fan of Holy. Holy to me is that's undeniable smash. That was our song. Why didn't we record that record? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I had that same experience. See? A few, a few <laughs> listens in, it wasn't, it wasn't first listen for me. Yeah, I gotta come clean too. The first time I heard it, I literally thought I told you this earlier. Yep. I thought it was your holy, holy, holy. Hi, I'm loving you. <laughs> so thank you. So good to meet you. I, just, I mean, the demo vocal was a little different, you know. And uh, the, I, we immediately asked for the lyric sheet, and then when we saw it, we're like. Oh, genius. Oh, genius. God is great. Is we are cutting the song. <laughs> yes. okay. Honest hour here on CMT. Yeah, it feels good to be honest, yeah. you know? 
Oh, that's 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 they, they played it right before they played Holy. I thought that was a hysterical story. And I, I, was, well, I had that audio. They, you know, that was unprepared. I totally just took that out of my trash bin with that audio clip. Well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. All right. Okay. Um, don't have a lot in this category. I do want to hit this because a couple of things have happened. You believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. The championship to New Jersey. Oh, my There once was a referee born in Rockford. He refs such a terrible game. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. We have the heart of a champion. You cannot measure it. You can only feel it. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly again. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody. Cold. Very cold. The only tough part when it's cold is loading up the bus. Pain heals. Chicks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. I think you're going to want to hear this. So... Sal, it wasn't the most active sports a couple of weeks, but it was a couple of major things that did happen. I'm not sure. Yes. Did some Mayweather McGregor fight happen? Um, I'm not sure. I, I honestly don't you remember. You know what? I, I, went the, I went the Blake route, and I actually watched 90% of it on Snapchat. So did I! <laughs> it was amazing! I watched the entire thing! Um, so thank you, Dr. Pimple Popper, because um, she basically uh, actually my the friend thing. Joanna actually watched the fight and did it on Snapchat the entire fight. I was like, awesome! You paid the hundred bucks and I watched it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Still, all those people that were in T-Mobile Arena, all these people that paid for pay-per-view, ten thousand front row tickets, by the way. Ten thousand front row what tickets you for that. Ten thousand dollars. What you got was a celebrity dancing with the stars. Ten rounds, though. It went ten rounds. So but, I was the person who walked away. Not gonna lie. You, when you Did looked you at it, tango at one point. When when you looked at it, it's like both people weren't giving a hundred percent. It was, I know, kind of, I it was kind I, of I like Batman versus Superman. A whole lot of hype for a whole lot of disappointment. Well, it went ten rounds. Mayweather won. I don't know why it was shocked. Mayweather won a boxing match. I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 He's a 50 and a boxer. What did you expect? <laughs> but the payout for both participants were in the millions, and I'm like, well, in all seriousness, it was overhyped as shit. It was. But two credit words do. And Kyle can attest to this walking around Chicago for the convention. Yeah. Well, uh, there was advertising everywhere. It was crazy. I have I, never seen a I think fight they actually had with that much advertising before. I think I had to use the can and they had an ad plastered on a urinal. It wouldn't shock me. All joking aside, <laughs> it wouldn't shock me. There was So we yeah, were, I got the piss on piss on Mayweather. We were literally walking. We were on one street. We were pretty much on one street the entire round of Chicago. Everything kind of worked out for us or our parking structure or we went to lunch and the theater are all on the same street. It worked out nicely. It's kind of one thing that worked out. I was going to thank Scotty for that, because Scotty actually suggested the place to go to eat, and it was like right around the corner from the theater. Oh, so how nice. Great. It nice. Great. Oh, can I say something? Go ahead. While Mayweather may have won the match, the real Fight. winner was both of them. Yeah, they because... made a lot of money yeah. for this. So, no matter what happened, they both won. 
Yeah, and 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 USC needs him. He needs McGregor right now. I mean, so, if I got paid that much money, I'd go in there and have my ass kicked. That's pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah, right. Yeah, I give credit where it's due. McGregor got some good shots, and he, he dominated the first two rounds. He, he did, he did the really good. I, I'm really, I'm I was really shocked how good he did. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it, was, it was either the second or third round where he had that uppercut and hit him in the in the jaw, and it's like. Mayweather, like, holy crap, this guy can punch. And you know what? Credit where it's due also, and I think Mayweather said this after the fight. How did you expect? Of course, he's going to get tired. He's not used to going that long. He goes, what, three or five rounds in UFC fights? Yeah. And it went 10 right. rounds. That's a long time for a UFC fighter. They'd only used the three or five minute, five rounds. You know, it's not. And put, that- it in this, put it in this perspective for somebody who's not a boxer. To go ten rounds against the, the probably best the ever. best in the world, yeah. Yeah. Best ever. that's crazy. pretty impressive. Really He's not used to going long periods. It's not what I've heard from his girlfriends. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, on that segue, Rimshot, Cal. Let's go to the sports news. Speaking of UFC, and that's why I said Conor McGregor is really big for UFC right now. Boy, someone done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, John Jones, who uh, was supposed to possibly be Brock Lesnar's future opponent, was flagged for the second time uh, in the USADA testing. You saw that. Um, uh, oh, right. And uh, could face two to four. Whoa, two to four year suspension. <laughs> Can we say it, dumbass? Well, what is this? The second violation. Hello. <laughs> The first violation is a six-month suspension. The second one is two to four years, and the third one is life. <laughs> so, okay. That's so how you USC think, works. That's so, how the USC so works. So you would think that they wouldn't, you know, juice up, but, you know. Yeah, he, he got caught, and the funny part was he had, the last USC, he had a suspension, and it cost him the fight at USC 200, and that was a multi-million dollar payday. He screwed up himself for a multi-million dollar payday. Fucked himself over. So they gave him, he, he came back from his suspension. And he got another fight. And I'm a UFC guy. I didn't follow this because I, I'm curious about some things. And um, he got another fight. And he won the fight. He won a championship. It was a big deal. And then on that fight, he did a drug test after that fight. And that's when he got flagged. I'm like, what an idiot. What a big moron. <laughs> are you trying to finally get your payday. Are you, you fuck yourself over. Are you purposely <laughs> trying to basically get fired from He's like, thinking, I already UFC. got my money. I don't give a fuck. Well, the problem is, he now doesn't have any more for two years in the UFC at least. And that's a lot of pain. He's one of the best fighters UFC has, and he just fucked himself over. Right. He literally personally just fucked himself well, over. Oh, he fucked himself and UFC yeah, over. Yeah, well, that's why Conor McGregor should at least make sure he stays in the UFC for a while, because they they're going to pay him big time now. Thank they're you, pay Dana. Big now. Well, Thank you, Dana White. I, there's always CM Punk. Who? Who? <laughs> you, you mean feel up? 15 seconds. There we go. 15 seconds. That's all I gotta say. say CM Punk, aka. Hey man, that's 14 AKA seconds like longer Jim than Perry me. on the poster for the number 23. Well, no, 15 seconds is because it, that's how long it took him to get from the from the corner to the middle of the ring. <laughs> that's why it was so long. That's the only reason. That's what AJ says. Oh my god. I, I think he lasts longer than 15 seconds. I hope. For God's sake, he lasts longer than that. Girlfriend says. Matt and wife. He married. Wait, Okay, that's what his wife says. So, all right, let's move on. We have a little bit of hockey news. And Sal, big hockey news. You were very confused by this story when it broke. you a little. What is is this? The hobby Baker? Hobby Baker. Hobby Baker. Hobby. Hobby. Hobby Baker. 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 Hobby
Yes. Mr. Will Butcher yes. has signed a two-year entry-level contract with the New Jersey Devils, and I was confused because I was like, who? Okay, Will Butcher is one of the top college players that's been in, like, five years. Like, one of the biggest college players in the last five years. And um, he signed, he chose the Devils over, like, seven different teams. <laughs> the fact no, that he chose, he, to come to New Jersey, he chose to come to New Jersey. And you could probably thank Nico for this one because I think Nico has something to do with it. So... Uh-huh. But, yeah, he came here to play in New Jersey, and I thought that was a big deal. And I'm like, holy – and everyone was freaking out. And you text me, like, what's the big deal? Like, you have no idea. I had no idea. I, I've never heard of this name before. And then I, within, like, ten minutes, it was like, the butcher, the butcher. I'm like, is he a wrestler? <laughs> no, no, the butchers are in South Park Regional Wrestling. The butcher is the New Jersey Devil. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> different. And my name is Lance. Catamaran. We'll get to that, but um. I I, I lost to hockey and. Um. <laughs> by the way, for those who don't know what that is, because you're a little behind, um, Nico Heischer got draft number one in the NHL draft for the Devils, and he did an interview with NHL NHL Network, NHL um, NBC Sports Network, and his first sentence was, "How do you feel about coming to New Jersey?" And his exact quote was, "I I I lost to hockey and." <laughs> I love to hockey. I love to hockey. Which is the best thing ever. <laughs> I love to pro. And now there's t-shirts sold at yeah, the Devils Arena. Got a lot of hockey fans made t-shirts out of that. It's amazing. So, real quick, one more hockey thing. This broke last week, and this is a big deal. There's a lot of a lot of years to this. So yeah, Shane Doan announced his retirement after 21 years yeah. in the NHL. I feel old when these players retire because we've been watching these guys forever. It's so weird when these guys retire like they do. So, Sal, I, I saw you were excited. And I yes. think it's on here for you, even though I have no idea what's going on. Um, I figured <laughs> you can educate me a little bit. You've been watching the U.S. Open. I have, vacation. and I'm actually going to be. I think it's on today, so I think it's I'll on every day. It's on every show. day. It feels like they're on as much as the Olympics. <laughs> sorry, <or> the Olympics. <laughs> so, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Earth Open? We'll fast for a second here. Um, actually, I was just going to say, let me see if I can get the bracket up really quick because I have no idea what happened recently. But um, I love tennis. A lot of people don't know that, but I'm a huge fan of tennis, and uh, I love watching the U.S. Open. I love watching the Australian Open, which it's kind of hard to watch around here. Um, my goal one day is to buy a ticket and go to a U.S. Open game. I know we discussed this on the air. Cool. I know we discussed this on the air once. I remember that. Yeah, way back, so, like, way back uh, in our, like our I th- first I, yeah, year. I actually think it was when we did our um, our bucket list top five. Yeah, I remember, right? that was like on our first season, like way back when, like years ago. I gotta find that top five. I put it in the archive show. I have to find it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we have a couple of quarterfinal games going on today. We have... I know you're watching uh, later. I know you're watching later. I think, uh, I want to say there's one American woman... No, there's two American women left, and I think there's only one American man left in the competition. No, oh, actually, no, he got knocked out. Never mind. I'd like to make a note um, the big... difference between you and me. After we're done with this, and after I did with Uncle Clerk's Mate recordings, you're going to be watching US Open, I'm going to be watching the Mae Young Classic, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. And the, big de- and the big deal is, um, that they keep advertising and it's probably going to happen but uh number one rafael nadal and number three roger federer have never faced each other in oh wow the u.s open as far as like 
a quarterfinal or a semifinal or anything like that. That's crazy. And if they both win their matches today, that will happen. Wow. That's actually a pretty big deal. I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty big deal. Can we make it into a pay-per-view and then that way everyone gets a big chunk of the change? $100 for for, for pay-per-view, right? There you go. $100 for pay-per-view. $10,000 for front row seats. (laughs) Why not? Isn't that pretty much the price of the US Open anyway? <laughs> I, yeah, and then, we, then we put the net on fire. How's that? Oh, jeez. All right. Yeah. Let's get out of this because it's going to go places. Sounds like. Woo! 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 Wo
Woo! So, I like to make a note. I have it off on my phone right now. He's wearing a t-shirt that says, I ain't dead yet, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. But he's censored the UCK in the shirt, but it's hysterical. That's the t-shirt he's wearing. When so, he's can someone video. send one of those shirts to Gary Busey? I ain't dead yet, motherfuckers. So, we're watching a part of the It's Gary Busey twice on a I I heard, I heard there was an after party where he does scoopski potatoes yes, while hamburgers. So he popped up, they were doing this thing. Oh, sorry, we're completely going off what we're talking about. But they're doing a thing um, where they're behind a glass and only the guys. Oh, I saw can that, see them. yeah. I'm just explaining it to yeah. the air. And and it was I think it was what was it? I think it was Murr. Yeah. And he's back there and he puts his head down, picks his head up, and they turn the lights off, and then Gary Busey's I really wish I could find a video of him doing scoopski potatoes while hand boning. You probably just look it up on look it up on your TV's YouTube. It's gotta be there. Yeah. It just happened like this. You know, it's gotta be there. But Gary the... Busey is a godsend for comedy. All right. <laughs> All right. We got some news to hit, Sal. We got to get right the way. We have to get through the news here. Go for it. We had a lot happen in the last couple of weeks. So go. Uh, Asuka relinquished her NXT Women's Championship due to a collarbone injury. Wow. Just, when you say it out loud, it's crazy. I cannot believe that's how the streak ended. And the new NXT Women's Champion, Vacant! <laughs> Go Vacant! <laughs> yeah. Go Vacant! <laughs> So, by, by this news, I, I am to understand that there will be a tournament. We don't know. Actually, we don't know any details. Ah. The title Dude, actually, what is the May Young Classic is going to be? Well, uh, there's a couple of theories going around. Okay. But first of all, officially, 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 the title has not even been released. They're airing it tonight. As we're recording this on Wednesday morning, okay. they're airing it tonight. So, as of tonight... The title will be relinquished. I just want to note that they did record this a couple weeks ago, but they're going to officially air tonight. So tonight is the end of Oscar's title reign, officially. And then the other. And about to make a note, and I know Kyle looking at it like, why is this a big deal? She's undefeated. Uh. She's held the belt for belt for over 500 days. It's been a ridiculous run. It's the second longest women's champion in the history of wrestling. In the history of WWE wrestling, it's a very big deal. Okay, so it transfers to vacant. Will vacant defend their title? <laughs> well, vacant. By the way, and for those who are behind in the vacant thing, because we haven't talked about it on the air, but we've had a running gag on this show that vacant has held almost every single bell at every company in America because of all the random titles that get vacated in this country. So Hell, they've even held my belt. It's uh, an easy click. So, and then there's so, actually a Twitter page that they can post from every time a title because of that, and he holds the belt. It's absolutely hysterical. So if, if Bacon's husband comes on to get the paycheck, who gets it? Third base. Um, <laughs> I even held my belt. It's a national overweight belt. So, Sal, you asked about the title belt. You asked about the title belt. There's a couple of things going around. One of them I really like. It's the May Young Classic winner faces off against a winner, a, another person determined by some tournament, mini tournament in NXT, and you have the two of them face each other for the belt. Okay, I like Instead that. Instead of just giving the belt to somebody who's never been on NXT TV, you have someone NXT TV win some kind of a thing, and then a winner wins their thing, and then they face each other. And there, hmm. you have a new champion, and that puts over a new star. And no matter what happened, you put over a new star. And I like that idea a lot. You know, I really like that idea. But I guess, Seems I a little too convenient, if you ask me. I find it funny that they're airing this tonight, and the Mae Young Classic ends on Tuesday. 
That's a weird well, coincidence how that worked out. I have a feeling that was done on purpose. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I don't know what's... But, but how can I put it? All these superstars lately have gotten serious injuries. We have more. We have a lot more here. So, guys, Sal, continue with the injury bug. Continue. I uh, had no idea, uh, but Samoa Joe suffered a leg injury and will be out at least a month. Yeah, that was about a week ago. Wow. But, yeah, Samoa That's why if anyone's watching Raw and they wonder, where the hell is Samoa Joe? That's where Samoa <laughs> Joe is. <laughs> He's dealing with an injury and, and just under the, under the pony on my screen here. Get under <laughs> the pony on my and, screen. And then of course, Go home, bro. You're drunk. <laughs> and, and then, of course, <laughs> the other one would be Big Yes, Big Cavs. Go ahead, Sal. Continue. Next one. Um, in, in a let's kill this feud news I know, because everyone's excited. This really ended this feud <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> Big Ass had uh, surgery on his ACL. Yes, Big Kaz, for those who don't know what we're talking about. Okay, again, set up the joke for... And the fun about comedy and he has no clue what we're talking about with a lot of these jokes. I actually thought you said Big Ass. He did. He <laughs> did. did say Big Ass. I thought I said Big Kaz. His name is Big Kaz. Let me explain the joke. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> last, the pay-per-view, I forgot what pay-per-view it was, a couple pay-per-views ago. He, um, they, they brought out a brand new Titan Tron because him and, and Big and Big Enzo, him and Enzo broke up. So they needed to make a new Titan Tron for Big yeah. Kaz. And by the way, can I make a note that Big Kaz and Ethan Jordan have had more theme song changes in the last two months than they've been yes. over years. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, yep. Big Cass comes out, and the way the stage was set up, because he's legitimately like a legit stick over six feet tall, uh -huh. and he was so tall that he was standing and covering the C of his name, and somebody screen crapped it, and it says, Big Ass on the screen! <laughs> it was absolutely hysterical. Since his injury, then there goes the Battle of the Giants. Well, Big Show had moved on to do an amazing steel cage match with Braun Strowman this week. Yes. Amazing oh, yes. still case match this week. But um I, because I don't think I don't think we'll have an excuse for me to play this for a very long time, Sal. You damn right I did it <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh boy. But yeah, you missed a great still case match this week between Big Show and Braun Strowman to the did, point where they did a yeah, Big Show hit a top rope elbow drop on Braun. It was amazing. Which which is not easy for him. He did that. By the way, he lost. He's about about four ten now. Big show. Yeah, he's about I mean, if now. you look at it, he's he's very trim and fit. He did that, and then they, they also they did built, They built him at three eighty six. That episode. Really? He went down low, even lower. They went down even lower to four. Yeah, because I, mean, I heard it. It was three eighty six. Damn, he's really a lot of weight. But um. 386, geez, I really have to start losing weight because that's really close to me. Yo, I remember the big show's intro and it said he said he weighed 400 pounds. I kept wondering, is that his actual weight or is that where the scale stopped? He legitimately at one point was 502. <laughs> yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. Legitimately, yeah. he said it in his book. Yeah. Or his documentary, one or the other. Yeah. He was 502 at his worst. Yeah. And now he's 386. Yeah. He literally hit the last year of working out and training. Yeah. He was supposed to have a match against Shaq at WrestleMania and Shaq backed out of it. And, Shaq. No joke. That actually was yeah. what happened at WrestleMania. And he Shaq. Shaq backed out of it. So. Kazam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shaq. Still yeah. deal with both of the match against Big Shot at WrestleMania. Steel. Yeah. Steel yeah, made yeah. up for Kazam. Last year. Last year. And this is a joke. Shaquille O'Neal was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal last year. <laughs> no. I'm not even joking. That happened last year. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was set up the Big Show Shaq thing. That's what they set it up. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me see the, the split. From the Wyatt family, 
to have Braun Strowman. Strowman. Is the main eventer. He, he's busy Brock Lesnar. He's he, busy fucking Brock Lesnar. I cannot believe it. That was whoever came up with that story. That was pure genius because now. Oh, so the back Braun, by the ends. Braun Braun hits his um. What what is his finishing move called? Uh, you love him so much. I just don't remember the name of his. I don't remember. Oh my god, I don't remember. But you know his power bomber. He picks him up and he hits the, he hits the thing and he hits him down. He did yeah. that on Big Show. Pinned him clean, middle of the ring. He cuts a promo on Brock and then gets back in the ring, picks up Show to do the thing, and he throws him through the cage. Oh my god, holy shit! What the hell's going on here? I mean, and I think several people in the audience collectively shaft themselves. It was an amazing match. It was a, they, they, they did a super heavyweight steel cage match for the last 25 minutes of Raw Monday Night. It was absolutely amazing to watch. I mean, the character of Braun Strowman has gotten over so much. It really has. So we have um, some WWE signees, Sally. If you need any help with pronunciations, please let me know. But here we go. Go. Yeah, um, so WWE has signed independent standout uh, Leo Rush, who was in GFW, no, right? No, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Big time Ring of Honor. Uh, Ring of Honor, okay. Um, and then this person, uh, Donovan... Dijak. Dijak, okay. Um, from Ring of Honor, right? Yep. yep. Uh, and American Ninja Warrior fan favorite, Casey Catanzaro. Catanzaro. Casey. Mighty Casey. Mighty, Mighty, Casey. Mighty Casey is in WWE. Holy crap. As a matter of fact, if you're a Ninja Warrior fan and you DVR'd this week's show, we haven't watched this Monday's show yet, her last run was on this week's show. She's retired from American Ninja Warrior to concentrate on wrestling. So that her last run was this week. She's going to be a thing to watch. I can't wait. I'm so excited for her. I really am I'd so like to excited see what to see her character gimmick is going to be. She's maybe, amazing. She's maybe, absolutely amazing. Maybe they'll just advertise her as Mighty Casey. That, that you got a gimmick right there. Right you there. really do have a gimmick right in her coming name. in a baseball outfit and strike out? <laughs> no, wow. that one. That, that. Speaking of women, yeah. Sal, we have a fucked up story that came out of Mexico. So go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, you need to explain this to me. Okay, I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll explain it. I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll explain it. GFW's Rosemary. You know Rosemary from GFW. She was yeah. actually, you know, you know Rosemary, Sal. She was in Decay during the Hardy thing. She's the one that stole up. That was trying to go after um, go after Maxwell. That's yeah. Rosemary. That's Rosemary. She was going to go after Maxwell okay. and loot Decay. Um, and Maxwell, for those who don't know, that's Rebby Hardy's son. Anyway, um, Rosemary, the Rosemary's baby thing going on. Anyway, she was. It sounds like intentionally injured by Sexy Star uh-huh. at a show because Sexy Star would not release an arm bar as a finishing move, and it sounds like she popped her arm out. And Sexy oh. Star actually got pulled off of indie shows because of this. Wow. And it turns into a massive controversy right now for this. It's a very, very big problem right now going on in women's wrestling. So, so now she's kind of like blacklisted. Almost, blackball, almost blacklisted. Yeah, it's blacklisted. crazy because she's a big star in Lucha Underground. So, so she's a name. So it's a weird situation going on right now. So she did the armbar kind of like uh, Alberto Rio did. But she twisted it. And she didn't let go of it after ever he told her to. And apparently she intentionally injured Rosemary. Oh, wow. And that's not good. Was there, oh, was God, there any oh, reason? God, it's Tanya Harding all over again. I, I, don't know what, I don't know the reasoning, but Rosemary was pissed. And there's video. I've seen the video of it. There's no way this was an accident. I've seen the video. There's no way this was an accident. So, so you're telling me there's legitimate heat between the two? It looks like there is. It was a bad situation, and it was a fucked up situation, actually. So, oh yeah, it's just a weird story that broke out of nowhere. And if you weren't paying attention, you missed it. It's one of those things you didn't pay attention. Right. You're not in the bubble. You kind of missed it, and that happened. And it's a very big deal. 
So this actually, I had to update this on the run sheet because this broke right when we went on the air as official. So go ahead. Oh, yay. Uh, Nikki Bella is, go is going to be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. Wow. Yeah, that broke right before he we went on the air. It literally broke before wow. we went on the air. So that's actually pretty cool. He wanted to be on last season. I can't wait. He, wanted, he was actually asked, apparently according to, if you believe Total Divas storylines, if you believe the storylines, she got asked to be on it last year, but she decided to, you know, she was still rehabbing and she wanted to get back in the ring. So she was trying to get back right. in the ring, so she decided to do that instead, and she's going to be on this season now. So And next season we'll have woo, woo. John Cena dancing? No, John Cena is busy. John Cena currently is in the new Bumblebee movie. Yes. That's a big deal. Yep. He's casting that. Yep. And he also got casted something else, Sal. That was my segue to you. Go ahead. Um, John Cena was casted in an animated YouTube Red Series, Dallas and Robo. Yes, he's doing that too. On top of the Bumblebee movie. Holy on top God. of everything else that he does. He's one of the busiest. And he's wrestling still. He's, he's wrestling. For, he had a match. He's doing a feud on. Uh, he's doing against Roman Reigns at No Mercy. Like, and we'll get to that when we get to the. Cause we have a lot to talk about there in a few minutes. But, um. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I give credit. He's a busy motherfucker right now. <laughs> Damn straight. Um, he's, and he, now, okay. He's trying to figure out what he's gonna do for the wedding. Well, well, I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> cool Bella starts tonight. I'm reviewing it. It actually starts tonight. So, okay. all right. Big, big dad, very happy. Read this next story, Sal. <laughs> uh, Jeff Jarrett has taken an indefinite leave of absence as GFW's uh, chief creative officer to focus on personal matters and the new GFW CCO vacant. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Jarrett stepped down as the, G as the GFW CCO. Per personal issues. <laughs> personal issues. You, you know what that means? I scared the pants off of him because I called him out. I was right. A cheat is a cheat. A crook is a crook. A thief is a thief. And his whole organization is running down the ground and the captain's abandoning ship. I just love it. And I've told him before, I ain't scared. I ain't running. I ain't here to find. You want to come face to face one on one? Go ahead, chicken shit. Oh, my. <laughs> Yay. Holy shit. I read, I read this story and I'm like, I don't even care if it makes any sense. I have to write it down knowing Dad's going to be in the studio today. I am sending out a pistol. It's been much. over a month. It hasn't been in the studio. Sure it's, I like, am, it's like it was built for him this week. As of right now, I'll put out a personal invitation for Jeff Jared to come visit me. And I can basically explain to him where everything went wrong because, number one, he doesn't have creative juices in his soul. Number two, he's an idiot because he keeps rerunning the same stuff that is wrong, and he's running his organization into the ground, and all these people that jumped on the Jeff Jarrett bandwagon, guess what? I don't feel sorry for you. Hi, Dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> All Can right. we burn it down one more time? Burn it down! 
All right, thank you. <laughs> you notice that Idlis has Mahal's theme music this week at all? I know. I, I feel okay. a lot better now. Thank you. Um, thank let's, you. let's have another thing that kind of exploded Twitter on Monday. I love that this announcement came out on Labor Day, by the way. <laughs> this one came out on Labor Day. That last news story. This came out Labor Day. The day it was a holiday for this country, and they announced this on Labor Day. Go for it, Sal. Um, 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 it's not on my run sheet. I just put it here. I just updated it. I'll do it. Oh, well, WWE announced that Raw will be live on Christmas night and New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, hey, I just said that without the run sheet. Oh my god, yeah. This this broke on Monday during Raw. And boy did it piss off everybody. <laughs> that pissed off my, my everybody. Ho- my whole thing is Vince usually gave these his staff Well apparently they want to compete with the NBA. And the NBA is doing Christmas night games. So Vince decided WWE is doing Raw Live. That is That's a lot of it. I'm not joking. And I think most... the, I think I think um, NFL's doing a game at night too. That is the <laughs> stupidest thing that Vince has done because now he's going to basically really upset the talent. Well, you know who was actually went on Twitter and complained? Beth Hardy, Jeff Hardy's wife. When I was like, really? Christmas night? <laughs> That's time to spend with your families and loved ones, and you're taking that away from your talent? Oh, my God. Don't be surprised if there's a talent uprising. There won't and, be. You know, there won't be. There. Well, not, yeah. even the, not even the talent, but the crew. Everybody. Yeah. Every, there, yeah. There's more than just the wrestlers involved. In this. There's everybody involved so, in this. So can we call Mr. McMahon Mr. Scrooge now? Ebenezer McMahon. Ah, <sighs> shit. So that happened. Um, well, I, want to just, I just want to say that I hope, because, you know, obviously next year, if the calendar falls right, Christmas will be on it's Tuesday for SmackDown. Yes. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that the compensation for making them work on Christmas Day is that there is no house shows for the week. You know, I'm hoping that, but unfortunately, right now it's the MSG show for the 26th of December, the traditional MSG show. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they already announced the traditional MSG show, which is why everyone was shocked because they figured they had Christmas free. Because in years past, and this is not a joke, if you go on WWE Network, because I watched this for CJ for Christmas, I've never seen it before. If you go on WWE Dumb Network, they did a Christmas Eve show a few years back. And it was the one, if you watch it, it's absolutely hysterical because it's literally a standalone episode about John Cena saving Christmas. It's absolutely hysterical. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, if you want to watch it, it's absolutely hysterical because, like, I think it was Alberto Del Rio ran over Santa Claus. It was a ridiculous episode. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that area, Mick Foley was Santa. It was a really strange. Santa dude. got run over by Del Rio. So that happened, and they aired on Christmas Eve. They recorded that, like, four days before so they can give everyone the week off. And then you meet up at right. MSG for the 26th traditional day after Christmas to MSG show. For some reason, they're not doing that this year. I don't look at why. I don't get why. I don't understand what's going on. It doesn't make sense. Gentlemen, let me sum this up in one word. Taking a page out of the Ron Simmons playbook. Damn! Okay, then. All right. So, let's move on. Quickly, quick, 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 we have some storyline stuff that came out of SmackDown, which is actually really important. Um, Shinsuke, yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura, he can't beat Jinder Mahal for some reason. But he can beat John Cena and Randy Orton. Of course. <laughs> because him and Orton put on a fucking clinic last night. 
And they had a fantastic match on SmackDown main event last night. And uh, Nakamura beat Orton. He'll be facing Jinder Mahal at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Ooh. Apparently, wow. it's going to take a month to get to that match. So there you go. I think that means that match will be in the Hell in a Cell. They haven't announced that officially yet. I would like, assume so. It's the main event. Uh, so that's that. Um, earlier in the show. So this is the same controversy <laughs> that happened earlier in the show. So. Um, open, oh, this opened the show, by the way. I'm going to know. This opened the show, Seth. So, we ha- we're supposed to open up the show with Carmella versus Natalia. And Carmella and Ellsworth are in the ring. Well, then Kevin Owens comes out in the middle of this. And he says, <laughs> I'm refereeing this match. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he asks the referee for his shirt. And before he gives him the shirt, Shane McMahon comes out. <laughs> Shane McMahon comes out, commissioner of SmackDown. And, um... He comes down and he's he pretty much yells at KO. Like, no, you're not doing this again because you did this last week on SmackDown. We're not doing this again. Yes. So KO got pissed and he started blaming everything on Shane. His loss is on Shane, and this is where the audio picks up. This is right after he blamed Shane for him not being U.S. champion, and he said SmackDown is all about you, Shane. And this is this is straight up SmackDown from last night. Everything here has something to do with Shane McMahon because you make sure that's how it is. Yeah. Why do you, you need to do all these things to, to, to get the spotlight? Is it because your daddy didn't give you enough attention when you were a kid? Is that what it is? Is that why you're willing to, to do anything to be the center of attention? You're willing to parade your kids around here and make them dance during your entrance? Huh? Is that? Do not mention my kids again. What about jumping off the cell? How was that? Look, Dad, look what I can do. I can jump off the cell. Look, Daddy, I can fall off really tall things and and get back up. Look, Daddy, I can survive a helicopter crash. I'm going to be real honest with you right now. Your entire family would have been better off if you hadn't survived that crash. Everyone, your dad, your wife, and especially your kids. Oh, oh, it's Shane McMahon! Shane McMahon on Kevin Owens! So, that led to Shane snapping, (laughs) blind rage, beating the shit out of Kevin Owens. Can you blame him? Not at all. So, they end up on the announce table... Freaking Shane picks up the, the, the top of the other table and hits KO with it. The beat the shit out of him on the outside. <laughs> Shane O'Brien finally comes down to break this up. It's about 10 referees. It was absolutely insanity. It was a crazy way to start the SmackDown. So, later in the show, I'm setting this all up for a reason. Later in the show, Daniel goes to apologize on behalf of Shane to Kevin. And Kevin's like, no. I'm suing Shane. I'm suing the WWE. I'm suing all this. I'm making this my show because and if, <laughs> and if I can't do this, I'm just going to take legal action on him in the real world. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. So whatever. We've seen this a thousand times in the past. So then in the yes. back, in the, we go back to him, Daniel Bryan standing in his office talking to the New Day of the Usos because that's a thing. And I'll explain yes. why in a minute. I'll, by the way, Breeze Dago, not on this show this week. I just want to make a note. They were not on the show this no! week. No! It's week off, apparently. Well, there's a lot going on this week, so I can understand why. There's a lot going on. But, well, next week's in Vegas, so hopefully they'll be there. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, 
Fast and Pals in Vegas. I can't wait. Anyway, um, are, we, are we doing are we doing SmackDown Roulette? Oh, uh, it's SmackDown. It's Sin City SmackDown. That's actually next week's show, and I'll get to that oh, in a minute. Okay. Okay. I'll get to that in a minute. So, um, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens tells Daniel that he's going to do anything. So Daniel's in the back talking to the New Day news so it's about next week, and his phone rings, and he answers his phone. Not talking about his cell, an actual phone call. Okay. <laughs> he Very nice. His phone and he says, "Wait, wait, what, sir? You want me to do this in the ring?" And he goes to the ring without entrance music. Without entrance music, he goes to the ring, which just threw everybody off because the crowd did not know Daniel was coming down, and then they started a yes chant anyway, which is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> there was no music, anyone. and he's not doing his jumping around and entrance at all. He just came down to the ring, and he asked Shane to so come serious, down. So serious, Brian. Serious, Brian. Gets in the ring. By the way, Brian's hair is starting to grow out again. I'm gonna make a note that his hair is going to grow out again. But anyway, uh-huh. Shane comes down, no entrance music too. Because Daniel asked him to come down. And I'm confused. Because Daniel's actually... Shane's actually Daniel's boss in this storyline. So I was very confused. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I was confused. So Daniel gets in the ring. Talking, we're talking to Shane. And he pretty much tells him, You told me when the Miz was talking to me about all my personal stuff, I could not go after him for the sake of the show. Well, I'm telling you the same thing. You shouldn't have done that. And, and Shane goes and says, Well, I'll go talk to Kevin. He's like, Well, too late for that. I got a phone call from your dad. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. And on behalf of Mr. McMahon, you're suspended indefinitely. <laughs> I'm like, what? And the news! I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Vacant! He's like, sorry. You're suspended indefinitely! So, <laughs> later in the show, later in the show, we have our main event, Orton versus Nakamura. Later in the... Look at... Leave it to Raw and SmackDown the week for not doing their show on time. They're doing after-credit things on these damn shows this week. So, we're done with Nakamura. Nakamura is celebrating in the ring. We cut back to the back, and Daniel stops Kevin. And he's trying to get him to convince him not to do the lawsuit thing. He's like, screw it, I'm going to do whatever I want. So, he's like, fine. I was trying to save your face because next week, Mrs. McMahon's coming to SmackDown to deal with you. Ooh. <laughs> so, Vince is going to be on SmackDown next week. Which one's the A show now there, Sal? <laughs> the A show now. <laughs> oh my god, I hope I'm not working next Tuesday night. So, next Tuesday on SmackDown, we have Vince McMahon. We have Natalya versus Naomi in the rematch from SummerSlam. We have a Sin City Street fight between the Usos and the New Day. And we have AJ versus Ty Dellinger for the U.S. title. All next week on SmackDown. So, am I left to believe that this may lead to a confrontation between Shane and Kevin Owens in some sort of match at a pay-per-view? Hell in a cell. Ah, there you go. It is the next show. There you go. It is the next show. Let's settle this feud right here and now. In, yeah, in the hell of the soul. For some reason, I thought I had this loaded up, and I have to go get this real quick and before of course, our last segment of the show. And, special referee will be Vince McMahon. No, I think we're just going to do I, – I, if it's going to happen, it'll happen. And I'll, I'll look forward to it. I don't know if I want to see freaking Shane in the ring again, but I guess if you're going to do it, we'll do it with KO and – because Have KO beat the living shit out of him. Shane can jump off the top of the cell again. Right, there you go. Yeah, I'm say, die and then have that, that, <laughs> that house clip that Kevin did I'm, about the, the cage. I mean, it, it's only fitting that I foresee this cage match happening. So that's how. how about we do a barbed wire hell in a cell? Of course. That's exactly what you want with fire around it. Of course, you'd want a barbed wire 
and sharks <laughs> and spotlights and disco music. For those who are, don't know. <laughs> wow. That went that escalated quickly. No, in all seriousness, for the last, what, three years? Yes. Three fucking years. Yes. Sal's been obsessed with this video clip he got out of Japan of a women's barbed wire, barbed wire trampoline match. This happened in Japan. Wasn't there also like fire around it? God was Japan. Oh my god! (laughs) The stuff we talk about on this show—it's gonna happen one day. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. The stuff we talk about on this show sometimes, I swear. The stuff we talk about on this show. God damn it! Even if we have to do another ECW one night only, it's gonna happen. They didn't even do it there. The closest we got was a with a burning table. Hang on. Sorry, I'm trying to cue something up, but I forgot to mute it. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I can see Shane O'Mac bringing out tables in the ring and jumping from a tap rope and right on Kevin Owens, who's on a table. Oh, jeez. Off the top rope of the cell, he'll die again like he did the last time at Under- mm-hmm. Undertaker at Mania. Look. Uh, I, it's been a... So, Sal, we're a little late on this one because we were <laughs> off last week. We were off last week. Well, I, I like to thank Mandy for helping me out the last two weeks of shows. Doing Fuck the Polishes and bringing that back. Oh, and for go. those wondering, we do have two more Fuck the Polishes in the can that just haven't aired yet. So, <laughs> Mandy decided to sit with me. We did a lot of audio. And we have a lot of stuff in the can. So you'll look forward to that in the next couple of months. <laughs> Including, because I'll play up from last week, Drunk Southpaw Season 2 coming soon. Yay! It has been recorded. <laughs> and it is in the can. So that's coming soon. So, <laughs> sorry about that. So, now, Southpaw Season 2 is on YouTube. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Yes, I actually, I did, I did watch it. I, I forgot, okay? I had, yeah, Sal yelled at us for I him not knowing Southpaw Season 2 was up. Mother, did you know Southpaw Season 2 was up, Dad? Yep, yeah. Southpaw yeah. 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 Season 2 is up. By the way, Kyle, I know you're not a wrestling person, but you even will enjoy Southpaw Regional Wrestling on YouTube. You have to watch these two seasons of well, Southpaw Regional well, Wrestling. Well, the theme actually kind of sounded like Betty Davis. I just couldn't get started up. It's such a fun, throwback, what, hilarious stuff over there. I would like to see... And hopefully in season three, it's basically a live match with a referee. That would be cool. Do it over the WrestleMania pre-show. There you go. I, I was hoping we'd do that. Yeah. I really wanted, I really, all seriousness, we were joking about this at WrestleMania, our WrestleMania pre-show, that we wanted, didn't we want the um, Lethal Leap Year main event to happen? <laughs> yes, yes. At WrestleMania. Yes! Because yes. <laughs> I really wanted to see how they pull off the um, the, 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 the monster, the, the lake monster. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, Big Bartholomew versus Sea Creature for the Swamp. Sea Creature for the Swamp, thank you. But wait, I missed Big Bartholomew on this dude. I think he was hurt when they were recording. I think that's why he wasn't I there. Think, yeah, I think so. I think that's why um, That's why Kofi wasn't on with um, Vu and Do. I think that's why he wasn't there for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Okay. Main se- Our main thing here, by the way, I did have. A, I did say we were going to do a segment this week. I'm going to move it to the next show. So be prepared. Um, listeners, I have a thread up everywhere, and you can comment. And our next show, we're going to be talking about who you would turn in the, on the current roster, heel or face, and not Roman Reigns. Because that's too easy. Because it's too easy. Because <laughs> it's just too simple. That'll be our next show in two weeks. But we have I mean, to... John, I would think John Cena would be too easy. Yeah, but they, 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 he, 
he's practically a heel anyway to both people. So that's the same thing with Roman Reigns. <laughs> the same thing with Roman, which is a perfect segue oh. to last Monday on Raw. Oh. This will be our last segment of the show because I did want to discuss it. And the reason you're hearing me play a commercial on YouTube because I was getting the video up because it was just easier to play it off YouTube. I like to thank um, who put this up because WWE did not put this up. I edited. Um, I want to say Notorious Court is the YouTube page I'm taking this from. Because WWE put an edited version of this up. And it's the Roman Reigns John Cena promo from last Monday. And we're going to do this style like we did with the battle rap between the Usos and the New Day. <laughs> where we'll go through it and we'll pause it as we go through it. And this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. So let's start off Kurt Angle in the ring and John Cena in the ring. And Wait, has Dad heard this? Um, no, Dad has oh. not heard this at all yet. This is gonna be nice. Okay, good. It's like I loved your reaction knowing you did not see SmackDown with the whole Kevin Owens Shane thing. I'm coming in blind. <laughs> so, and even I think Kyle will even appreciate it because this is so fourth wall breaking at times that it's so much fun. So here we go. There's a fourth wall in the wrestling world. There is, <laughs> and here we go. John Cena versus Roman Reigns. This is WrestleMania worthy, but Kurt Angle, I like your swag, man. You're ready to do it. I'm ready to do it. They're ready to see it. We're going to do it at No Mercy Live on the WWE Network. This, this is the reason I came to Monday Night Raw to be in this ring face to face with a man who says he, he runs the yard. With the big dog, with the guy. And if you don't believe that, just ask him. He'll tell you. And why not? Because ever since Roman Reigns has stepped foot in a ring, he hasn't just been the blue chip prospect. Roman Reigns has been the blue chip prospect that has been protected against anyone and everyone that steps in his path. And then there's me. And we've been through a whole heck of a lot together. And you know me, and I know you, and you know I got zero Fs to give. And I'm the one dude ain't no protection from. And that is why I want to fight Roman Reigns, because I know... <laughs> That Roman Reigns don't want to fight me. Man. Man, if it's Roman Reigns will... So, that was how it started. You was starting to sound a bit like Dice Man there near the end. So we started, that's how we started this. Cena calling out Roman, and now Roman's in the ring. They cut out Roman's entrance. I appreciate that. I really didn't feel like dealing with a five-minute Roman Reigns entrance during this. <laughs> I swear Roman and Randy Orton are starting to have feuds out of who the longest entrance is lately. It's ridiculous to do that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, big guy, but I gotta say this. Go but I got zero Fs to give. So along came a Spidey, sat down beside, he said, Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? Oh! <laughs> 
Random dice, Andrew Dice Clay reference there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So Roman Reigns in the ring. By the way, so I thought this is funny. You know how we make fun of Nakamura's entrance? All the time, yes. how long it is. So SmackDown, Nakamura comes out, they do the full entrance. He does his yow, and we go to break. Right? I'm downstairs, okay. then it comes to me, I turn off the TV downstairs. I get a couple, I take laundry loads, I come upstairs. I turn off the TV, <laughs> and Orin's finishing his entrance! <laughs> Orin's finishing his entrance! <laughs> oh, my God, I can't. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Anyway, thinking of long entrance. Wait, wait, did they do the, the thing where they're playing the show during commercial? No, but, but you come back with a break, and Orin oh, right. just got to the ring! He just got to the okay. ring! <laughs> what, did he stop for drive-thru on the way? Orin is one of the slowest walkers. Quick story. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. You know how WrestleMania we have the elaborate entrances of WrestleMania? Yeah. Well, WrestleMania's set was extremely long this year because they were in a football stadium and the stadium, they feel the entrances really long this year. Yeah, thank you, Sal. <laughs> so a lot of the entrances were taking a long time to the point where Taker, his entrance, he decided, I'm too old for this, and he came up in the middle of the set. And he came up in the middle of the runway and decided to walk down that way yeah. instead. I thought that was brilliant. So, but anyway, so Orton comes out for his match against Bray Wyatt. And Bray's entrance is long as it is because of the Firefly entrance. Right. Where everyone holds up their cell phones and everything yeah. in the dark. And it was really cool, especially at night in a stadium. It was pretty cool. Okay. And um, he does Orton's music hits. And he goes out yeah. to the WWE title match. And we're at hour like five or WrestleMania at this yeah. point. And he goes out. <laughs> I'm joking. And there's a snake, because he's the Viper. Yeah. And there's a snake on the entrance ramp. A snake on the ramp was to follow him down the thing. Yeah. It looks like a, a sperm snake on the ramp. <laughs> and it sounds stupid, but that was the joke the whole time. He was walking so slow. He was walking so slow. But the snake did. No, they had to stop the snake from moving because he was walking so slow that he kept walking past the snake on the entrance. Oh, <laughs> he kept going wait, past him. Wait. He said sperm. This went on. The entrance, I think, was like seven or eight minutes long because he's like so fucking long to get to the ring. So next week, do we expect to see Randy in a walker and walking down with a walker? No, 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 no. No, we just see him walking normally and watch the old guy in the walker next to him outpace him. Okay, let's get back to this. Roman Reigns in the ring. Roman Reigns in the ring. Roman Reigns in the ring. Here we go. Never be able to step out of that shadow without defeating John Cena. Pick up the microphone. Come on. Come on, boy. You can do it. You can do it, Robin. Come on. Come on. You know what the microphone is. Come on. The one on the left is the pen. The one on the right on. is the microphone. Come on. <laughs> you know which one is the mic. Come on. Come on. Who's a good Roman? Who's a good Roman? We haven't even gotten to the stuff. We haven't even gotten to the That's the best part. We haven't even gotten to the Oh, good boy, Roman. Who's a good boy? I hope people are watching this video along with us. That's really funny. Baby <laughs> girl. Okay, here we uh, go. Is this the end I write with? Here we go. <laughs> Alright, Robert, let's do this. Let me get this right. <laughs> okay, hang on a second. Let's set something up. Roman Reigns is supposed to be a babyface. He's supposed to be a babyface. The crowd despises him. Despises him <laughs> with all hell. WrestleMania. WrestleMania, Roman Reigns beat Undertaker. 
Yeah. It pissed the world off. Yeah. Only two men ever yep. beat Taker, and Brock Lesnar was one of them. Yeah. Roman Reigns beats Taker. Pretty much might have retired him. He comes out to open up Raw. This is a true story. Yeah. If you play the audio on the show, he gets in the ring, stands there with the microphone, doesn't say a thing, brings him out to me, and the crowd is so pissed off at him that they're booing him. There was a fuck you Roman chat live on Raw that I have well, It was insanity. First <laughs> off, what I would have done if I were him, after I brought the mic to my mouth and you had everyone booing, I would pull it away to see if they would stop. And then no, just they keep... do, but they wouldn't stop. Yeah. It went off for 10 minutes. Yeah. It went off for 10 and, and minutes. And second of all, you say he's a baby face. That's not a baby face. That's the face of a baby who, when the doctor pulled him out, he slapped his, mo- slapped his mother. So, Dr. Roman. <laughs> it's all good, Memphis. I'm just trying to check my facts here. So I'm scared to fight you? Yeah, I don't want to fight you. That's what's in your head. (laughs) You may not understand this because probably no one's ever told you this before, John. But you're not as big of a deal as you think you are. And this is the fact. I don't care what you've done or what you plan to do. I've done something you'll never do. I retired The Undertaker at WrestleMania. So maybe it's not that I don't want to fight you. Maybe I just don't need to. You're right. No, he's right. He's right. You, you, you don't need to fight me. You are the high exalted Roman Reigns. At this point, by the way, John Cena is now on his knee. <laughs> Mocking Roman, which is absolutely hysterical. So, I, I love the fact that this crowd hates him so much for that Taker match still. How <laughs> long now? And I have to say, is it wrong of me that when he said, I've done something that you'll never do, my first thought was your wife? Oh, because so first of all, John Cena isn't married. That's number yeah. one. John Cena is engaged to Nikki Bella. Okay, you're so I might know that. That's number one. Number two, that would be really stupid and weird because <laughs> I don't even I don't know if Roman had the wife. But I know he had the daughter. Yeah. I don't want to make that known. Um, and by you, the way, for her face, he really sounds like a smug jackass. How well, because he is a smug jackass. <laughs> I, I've run out of excuses for Roman Reigns. But in fact, no, I defend Roman Reigns. I can't right now. It's impossible I, to I, right I was say, we're supposed to say, are we supposed to like this guy? Yeah, this is a feud for Roman Reigns. Dad, any thoughts so far as we continue on here? Because you're the guy who hasn't seen yeah. this at all. Looks like the position John Cena's in is the same one we proposed to Nikki Bella. Yes, that is it. <laughs> so, by the way, Ro- for no, Roman, no, love of my life, Cena apple ni- of my eye. Hang on. Cena didn't propose to Nikki Bella at WrestleMania. Oh. That happened at Mania. Oh. So that actually yeah. happened. So he's not going to pull out a ring, is he? <laughs> no. So here we go. Let's and, continue. And when Roman reigns, he pours. You are the big dog. Everybody back there knows it. Everybody out here still kind of trying to figure it out. You see, Roman, I'm what you would call a polarizing figure every week. There are people that that cheer because they stand for what I believe in. And then there are people that boo because they don't. And then every single week you can audibly hear those people so desperately wanting me to change the content of my character. Maybe a little heel turn. But with with you, it's, it's different. 
I don't know if anyone's ever told you this. They go back and forth with you because when they look at you, they see what I see. A cheap ass, corporately created John Cena bootleg. Wow. Um, that your thoughts? <laughs> that comment was right on target. <laughs> we haven't even got to the work piece stuff yet. That's I mean, the best part. So, <laughs> here's the thing. Is this a shoot or is this truth? We haven't gotten to the work shoot stuff yet. That's the best part. Okay. Target was, that was not only right on target, he hit the target with a Patriot arrow. I'd like to know, there's a few moments coming up that did not make the re-air. They did not make it on Hulu. They did not make it on the YouTube page. This is because this is an unedited cut right off Raw. That means he's acknowledged. This one really is the line that we acknowledge. It's <laughs> acknowledged that line happened. Okay. Sal, any thoughts as we continue on? Uh, did you get my text? I did, like, I just, tweet, I just t- I snapped you back, by the way. Do you want to take your Snapchat? Okay. <laughs> take your Snapchat. Wait, it is a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> This chump right here, he ain't the guy. Dude, you're just a guy. A guy trying so desperately to fill shoes that you never will. Listen carefully, young man. I'm not the undertaker. I'm not a battered veteran at the end of his career with a bad hip. I am the fastest, strongest, and hungriest that I have ever been in my entire life. And the reason you won't sign that is because you know if you do, your Roman Empire. Make a ton boom. Yes. So this is where things start to get a little weird. Because uh, this is all pretty pretty much scripted. Cena's going off the cuff a little bit. That was a bomb drop, war, drum, bomb drop, that combined the atomic explosions of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It gets yeah. better though. It gets better. But you have a legit mic drop coming in a minute. Yeah, but legit mic drop coming. Here's <laughs> the thing: when uh, John mentioned about the Undertaker, that is true. So I mean, a lot of the stuff that John's saying in his promo is not a shoot. It's it's this is truth. It. This is yeah, legitimate, legit, right, Sal? Yeah. Yep. John Cena, Raw, uncut. Uh, Well, we go back to Roman, and this is where things start to go downhill. (laughs) And and I'm sorry, the frame that you have him paused on, I just want to slug him. By the way, I want to make notes now, Kyle. Remember last week, I was like trying not to leave the house when you had to go to work? This is what was going on on Raw. This is what was going on. Seriously, he has a very punchable face. He does. You're right. So here we go. This is where things go downhill. Yeah, a second. I didn't. This is this the audio of the guy that put it up here? Okay. He did it again. He's the king of this. He can take anything and spin it. That's what he does. But it blows my mind that he stands out here and he runs his mouth and he's talking about y'all boo him because y'all want him to be a bad guy? They boo you 
Because first of all, you suck. Hey, uh, uh, according to them, so does he, but that's okay. He won a gold medal. Just shut up for a while. How about that? <laughs> and second of all... Yeah. Go ahead, find it. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Roman forgot his line. Roman <laughs> forgot his line! This, this, is about as aw- this, is, this is about as awkward as Christopher Walken hang forgetting on. his lines during Peter Pan. Hang on, hang on. All he's got to do is the same thing his, his cousin... That's Rock. Yeah, is look down on your arm and... But then Tim will attack him for that! There you so. go. Seriously, it looks like the information has entered his head and is searching desperately for his brain. <laughs> so, for those who don't get that reference, nice callback. When Cena and Rock were doing their first promos, Rock legitimately could not remember his lines, so he put them on his arm, and Cena called him out for it in the ring. Oh, dude, dude, dude. I just had a great idea for a Twitter contest. Go for it. We take a frame of this, that face right there, and ask him to caption that. What is Roman Reigns thinking right now? <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom, but I can't because I'm talking Seriously, right now. that would be great. Right, so let's get back to this, because is about to drop another one. Here we go. It's called a promo, Shut kid. Your if mouth, you want to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it, so go ahead. fourth wall <laughs> the reason why they boo you is because they see right through you you're a phony you're a yes man who can learn how to do anything or be anything so if you wrap all that up you're just a fake bitch <laughs> so uh, Roman forgets his line, and there was an amazing meme that went up the next day, Sal, remember? That was like, the guy gets attacked, and Roman doesn't know what to say, so he calls him a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God, this is live on Raw. This is insanity. Peter Pan has found a mother. I reference that this week. <laughs> reference that different thing this week. I remember that Toy Story Minute this week. I don't know why, but it came up in conversation. Because it's always funny when Christopher Walken forgets his line. So, alright, back to this. Rumble's done, Rumble's done. Get your microphone in your hand, Daddy. We're going to talk. It helps. Well, let, let, let's finish this wonderful war of words and see what happens. Oh, we're talking now, ain't we? Yeah, you're hearing me now, ain't you? Not only that, he's a part time and fake. And I'll be damned if I don't bust my ass Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every single week so you can hang out on the Today Show. Then jump on his big old bus and hell, maybe I'll come to a WWE show if they pay me enough. But what are you really going to do, John? What are you going to do, huh? You're gonna jump off that bus with that big ass shuffle. That big shut, that big shovel. That's what you're gonna do, and you're gonna bury as much young talent as you can. I'd like to make a note about this comment. Those who don't know, because me and Sal have been commenting about this one for years. Yes. Tina is the man who did the, the US title open challenge a couple of years ago. And Sal, remind me. 
Who did he face in the U.S. title open challenge? Do you remember? Who he faced? Um, a bunch of people. I believe um, Sami Zayn. He faced Kevin yes. Owens. That's how Kevin Owens debuted on the main roster. With against John Cena. Yes. Um, I, I think the list goes on and on. AJ Styles was in there at one point. I mean, it was it was it was a no, who's who list of people that he faced. Am I Rusev was in there. It I was a crazy. Am I sensing a bit of real life hostility here? I, I, it feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I'm down any thoughts before we press play again. Well, the comment that Roman Reigns made about John about being, you know, maybe if they pay me a little more, I, you know, you know, like I said, this whole thing. It's, it started as a shoot, but it's not. Now it's gotten some personal, true information. So, I mean, if, if this is the way it's going to go, I want to see how it's played out because, well, like Kyle said, there seems to be legitimate heat now. I, I just have a question. What is Roman thinking, though, trying to outsmart Cena in a promo battle? Well, what, what are you thinking? Cena's well, one of the I, best ever. I think, I think it's the arrogance talking right yeah, here. Cena's so, one of the best ever. You know, I, don't understand. I, think, I think what it is is when John, Rock could barely keep up with Cena. Rock when, <laughs> when John put out those comments <laughs> that were basically true. Now Roman is trying to find something that he could top this. That's a true situation. The best he came up with is, well, you know, bitch. you got you got a, <laughs> a bus, you got this, but you know, the, the Today w- Show w- thing was funny because he had done the Today Show like four months. So, yeah, so <laughs> and, all, and, all, and all I can say is, this pretty much amounts to no, you are. Oh, here we go. Back to John. Because that's what you do, right? That's how you stay on top of the mountain. You'll do anything. You're just a backstabbing shark. But the thing is, the reason why you don't like me, what irritates you about me, you can't bury me, John. You can't touch me. Hell, I think this is fitting. I'm the one guy in the WWE that John Cena can't see. Nope. So now tell me this. Why would I want to lessen myself, my legacy, my bloodline to be the next John Cena when I can be the one and only Roman Reigns? And also, I have no problem with that line. I'm not going to lie. I have no problem with that one. No, no that, was, that was... That was actually good. I like that one. So basically, now that he remembered some of the script, now we're getting... He stole a total dickweed, but... but I, give, I respect that line. I respect right, right, that line. Because right. <laughs> I think Jericho said that one time before, too. I actually have full respect for that line. I'm not lie. So, boys and girls, let's see how this plays out. Oh, shit. Let's tell you know where this is going. You watched it live. I didn't even watch it live. So, here we go. Yay. You done? (laughs) You done? You you see, you see, because Roman Reigns is a fool. Roman Reigns is a damn fool. There's an old saying, it's better to keep your mouth shut and have people think you're stupid than to open and prove them right. You, of all people, you waltz down here and use the same pathetic excuse that every other single person before you has done. You, with all your gifts, 
and all your opportunities, you have the gall to blame me. That's fine, that's fine, big dog. Congratulations, it took you five years to get a halfway decent promo, but now I'm about to shrink you down to size. Tell him Steve Dave. Okay. So everybody back there thinks I got this mythical golden shovel, that I got these magical powers that I can control everything and keep everybody's fate. Dude, I can't tell if you're blind or stupid. Look and listen. They hold the keys. They always have. They always will. But you got to blame me. Fine, I've been hearing that racket for 10 years and I ain't tired yet. I'm strong enough. I've been called a lot worse by a lot tougher. But you actually believe that I'm a shark, that I hold everybody down, that I swim to the top and keep them underwater at any and all costs. I'm a level with you, homie. I haven't main evented WrestleMania in five years. I was the opening match at SummerSlam. I was honored and privileged to earn the United States title at this stage in my career and use it as a beacon of opportunity to introduce new superstars to the WWE like Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, just to name a few. You took the US title as a demotion. And you stand there and blame me. Fine, I blame you. I'm still here because you can't do your job. When it comes to this yard, you probably haven't learned it yet. There's only one rule, step up or step aside. And over the years, there's been a few to step up, but nobody to ever keep up. And then I finally hear about this one guy, the guy, the Roman Reigns, the one that can keep up. And now I look at you and I listen to you. You should be ashamed I'm a part-timer because I can do this part-time better than you could ever do it full-time. I love the fact that Cena bowed after that. Okay, so <laughs> a a well-deserved bow, by the way. Okay, somebody's got to yeah, do it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Cena out. <laughs> that was a mic drop moment and a half. Like, holy shit. Well, that was a bigger mic drop moment than the than the pipe moment. <laughs> the first one. The first one earlier. But, the but, promo. But here's the thing. I'm sorry. I was seriously thinking, oh, shit, he ain't done yet. But here's the thing. The way this promo is cut, and they're seeing stuff that is true as opposed to storyline. I, I got weird. You know, really so, weird. So now <laughs> real. you do wonder, number one, is there legitimate heat between Cena and Roman Reigns? And number two, when it comes to going in the locker room, I mean, is this thing going to spill out and spill over, you know, to, into personal land where we're basically putting in family? Because if we're, if that is, then... John Cena! And number three, number three, 
How much of the arrogance is scripted and how much of the arrogance <sighs> is genuine? I, I agree. I, John Cena just turned 40 years old. John Cena just turned 40 years old. Okay. And you can't even... He is amazing still. Right. And I think something like this is going to get him more over with the crowd. Because you've noticed, that crowd, they chose sides. And they were rooting oh, yeah, for absolutely. Cena. They were rooting for Cena. And I never thought I'd hear oh, the grown man audience cheering for John Cena. Because I mean, <laughs> pretty damn cool. If, if we're going to go the personal route and that enter in the storyline, I mean, that brings us back to... Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Let's not go there. Let's not but, bring up know, Dominic. And, <laughs> and, and that's, and Dominic that's, and, the, and the, um, the infamous ladder match. Right, and, uh, and, and, and that's why I, I'm saying I'm hoping that when it comes to the storyline that they basically leave family out and it's just between the, the two guys, Brandon and Roman. So that's um, that match happening. We're going to talk about that in two weeks on the show because that's going to be one of the main events. It's crazy. The main events of No Mercy are Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar and John Cena and Roman Reigns. That should be WrestleMania or at least Survivor Series. And we're doing No Mercy. Like, what the hell? It's like we're opening the presents months before Christmas. I don't understand this. But I have a feeling with Cena's situation, it might have something to do with his movies. Correct. But and, I don't understand why we're doing Brock and Ron at No Mercy. But here's the it. thing. Now creative with these storylines can go further and, and have it more, what can I say, uh, abrasive confrontation when they do promos. Well, this week they tried to do it again. It just wasn't as tight and wasn't as interesting this week. It was good, but it wasn't that good. Because so what, you're, I don't know what, you're from, what it it's leading to good. is the next promo is cut. Well, this past Monday. It wasn't nearly as good as that. Right. You know what I mean? But, I mean, we're talking next week. Is that there's going to be less words and more physical confrontation. No, I don't think you're going to touch each other's no mercy. The way it's set up, I don't think you're going to touch each other's no mercy. Okay. So, what are you doing? Oh, my. That's not to turn on. That's not how you turn the fan on. Oh, no. I, anyway, I okay. What's, what, how <laughs> we, we're going very long here, Sal. A lot longer than I expected. That's because of the scene. Giggity. We have to do it. Let's hit the music and let's get out of here. How's that sound? Okay. So, Sal, what are we closing the show with? I never thought I'd say the day, but this is Rob's featuring DE with the Yeah, Think I'm sexy. Yeah. I can't believe we're playing D's Think I'm Sexy in 2017. This is really weird. <laughs> Let's wrap things up, Sal. That's it for the show. Go for it. Wait, hopefully, you don't crack a lot on us. Go for it. Okay, hopefully. Uh, our show is a part of the Filling the Void Podcast Network, available on iHeartRadio, Spreaker Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, <laughs> TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. And there's a new one, isn't there? Yeah, there's a new one. I forgot to put it. It's Radio Public. This is our show, though, not on the network. Our show is now on Radio Public, which is a new app that just got released. It's pretty cool. So we're over there. So that's happening. For more information on our show uh, and everything else we do, go to theblinkishousehow.com. Our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages are all over the place. I'm going to get back on doing some more posts on Facebook. I just got busy with summer vacation, but there's been a lot going on, so look for that. Comment, leave a rating and review. Rate and review us, and we'll read them on the air. Sal, if you have other things you'd like to get out of your way, plug and go for it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I've been talking about this for forever now. Uh, a good friend of mine has created a hub for creative people and creative minds to uh, get together. 
and it is called the Club Kayfabe Creative Community. You can find them on Facebook. Uh, join, like them, and interact with other like-minded creative people. Yes. So next week, I don't know what's going up on the feed yet because I did not get the interview I wanted to do for next week's show confirmed. So I don't want to announce it on the air in case it doesn't go it doesn't fall through tonight when I did the do the interview. So this is gonna be an interview next week or one of the episodes of Pause that's been back. So I'm not really sure what's going up next week. One of the two. Hopefully the interview goes through and I'll advertise I'll, I'll announce that on Twitter. So just so people know. Um, the week after we'll be back and we're gonna preview No Mercy. Um, and again, if you're listening, go find a thread on our Facebook and Instagram and comment and tell us what WWE superstar that is not Roman Reigns should turn heel or face, and we'll make it a <laughs> conversation piece on our next show. So that's that. And uh, I think we're, I think Big Brother finale is actually the day we record our next show. Actually, I think that's happening too. So that works out for us. So we'll cool. talk about that too. So that being said, on behalf of Mark, Mark, take it back. Take it back. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure, and please, please support your local independent wrestling organizations like we do at BCW, because these are the stars that down the road are going to be leading into bigger and better promotions and only get better and bigger, and if you miss your opportunity to connect with them now, now you're going to have a you know more less of an opportunity to connect with them, and they're big. So... Once again, support your local indies. Say goodbye, Kyle. Goodbye, Kyle. And on behalf of Crystal Beth, the interview earlier in the show, Frankie DeFalco, thank you again for coming on. Jim O'Kane, I'll be the, thank you for the audio we're going to play right after we go off the air. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. And you're listening to The Blake and Sal Show. Have a good day, everybody. Oh,
Is that me? While we're opening this up, I also want to point out that uh, I'm told the bar is open all day and it's kind of come and go as you please. So uh, not, not, don't skip out on this. <laughs> So the first slide's already messed up. <laughs> so I, was, I saw that, they opened it up, and I was like, oh, God, no, it's wrong. Uh, but so this is it, and that is supposed to be an animated GIF. And it's scary being a podcast guest, because sometimes the guests get nervous. I get nervous for every single one, because I'm afraid of not doing a good job on someone's baby. And I, uh, I think the most important thing to do is first find a time to record. And it could be within a week, it could be within three months, but if it is within three months, make sure you email them to remind them because there has been a couple times where it was like a day of thing where I just forgot to put it in my calendar, which is on me. But being reminded is super helpful and a great way to do that is to figure out how to communicate with each other. And which medium is the best medium to get in touch with them? Find it and use only that, whether it is Email, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, comlink things, or spy stuff, however you figure out. <laughs> you haven't noticed these are all gifts from movies that are already movies by minutes. Or kind. Um, best way to get in touch. Mine is, pick one. Mine is, Gmail is my favorite because of the drive. The drive is literally where you can store all of your most important things. Uh, you, like they were saying earlier, you can, uh, the ideal situation is to have all of the videos sliced and ready for your guests to watch because hopefully your guest wants to be just as prepared as you are and even a timestamp with uh, where the minute starts and end is something that's great. I prefer getting the full minute because I do a lot of note taking and I like to watch the movie a few times so knowing the right version is also good, which I think is... <laughs> Huh? <laughs> I had to, because Gmail's superior. Um, and then uh, your emails, when you're sending all your information, thorough to the point, but short too. I've gotten some emails that were so long, and I try to be very thorough and read everything, I end up skimming and missing very important information. So, ready? And use exclamation points. And that, there was supposed to be a thing that said, use exclamation points, because you get excited. And then, that was, okay, so then I um, <laughs> it's not working. Oh, there we go. Uh, English really short and sweet, like Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> That's what you want them to be because people don't like to read. They don't. People think they do, but they don't. And uh, you just want to get all the information as fast as you can. This is great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an example of one of my favorite emails I ever got, and it's from Tyranny at the Never Ending Story Minute. Um, what I loved is that she bolded the title. She also uh, that circle right there is don't don't click ahead yet. Um, she bolded the title and uh, had the minutes ready for me where we're going to record. And if you have any questions, email us. All they had. Uh, okay, now you can. Two more, right there and right there. Yeah, those, I would have bolded those three as well, because that's all perfect information. Link to the movies briefing that Tom and Jim did, um, that's an amazing thing to include because it gets everything out of the way and you get to hear Tom's lovely dulcet tones. And then uh, how long they run and how long you need to record. I think that's very important because people like to schedule things. 
Snape approves of it. <laughs> and then uh, day of reporting. This is when you can start getting into like the schematics of things, like what people want to know. Let them know if they shouldn't swear or not. Um, that's a big thing. I'll find out, figure out halfway through an episode that John and I are recording the fifth element. And, didn't let them know not to swear. And then in my head, I'm like, oh God, Aziz, Aziz, Aziz. And I'm like, that's an extra like 20 minutes of work for me right there. So let them know at the top, rules like that. Um, also let them know of their intros and outros. <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be my only Star Wars game. It's gonna be this awful one. Um, let them know when they're gonna be introduced and when, how they're gonna sign off just so that you don't stumble over each other. And I will still stumble over you and say things wrong. I think it was never ending minute. Good God. And I think six times they're like, this is how we're going to end it. And they'd say it and I would just be like, and I'd be like, oh, F-bomb. And then say it again and again. And I'm sorry. It was hilarious. It was bad. I was like, I, I was, I want to do things right. And when I don't, it's frustrating. Um, so then we can go from that. And the last page is, this is what you should do as a guest to help your, your hosts. And I think the first thing should be, whatever I wrote the first thing is. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. It's, um, you, I guess the most important thing is, <laughs> it's over, don't do anything. Um, this part is over. Don't, this part is over. Don't, remember it's their show. It's not your show. So you're there to help move their show along, or they're, let them move their show along, but you're there to help facilitate more jokes and no more. So it comes down to, do your research. Um, I guessed on a, not to chew my own horn, or, well, yeah, yeah, I work very hard for you guys. I watch the movie multiple times, I take notes on the movie, I Google stuff, I make sure I know everything, I have notes for every minute, I watch every minute, and I listen to at least two weeks of everyone, every single podcast episodes, because I want to know inside jokes, I want to know what the flow is, and what they're going to expect from me. And it is, I mean, I still get on tangents, and I know all of you know that. I love telling stories. Um, but there's an extra three hours of effort you can put through and really do a good job, I guess. I try to do a good job. If I don't, for the love of God, let me know because I'll, I'll change it. Um, but be on time. Make sure you read the emails. If you have questions, email them. And I guess that's it to be a good guest. I mean, if I know it's a lot, really, you should just be having fun. But, like, do it right. <laughs> um, that's all I had, though. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking to that last one for a second, kind of know, and this kind of came up. I feel like in all the things and the editing and all that, know the tone of the show that you're going to be on because they're all, they're not all the same. Everybody's got kind of different voices, some are a little more kind of loose and jocular, and some are more kind of, you know, studied, and, and so know, yeah. know the show. If there you, was if actually, to it. I remember I did, so Star Wars Minute was when I was first one, and then Back to the Future was the second one to ask me. You guys were the fourth. Alien was the third, and I hadn't listened to any of Alien's minutes up until I got there, and I got in, and I was like, cool, I didn't know this movie, and I was like, I am so in over my head right now, because I didn't realize how technical they were. And that's when I was like, oh, I need to listen to every single episode up to when I'm recording. And it's, it was, I was so sad because I was like, oh, I didn't do it. I went to film school. I should have been able to keep up, but I was crazy. It was fun. But I love Alien Minute. 
Yeah. <laughs> we literally just had that conversation a little while ago too. That that was a, an example where I was like, oh wait, there, this is different. And I, I I like I love that there's so many different kind of voices and so many different you know that, that all these shows aren't just copy mm -hmm. cookie cutter copies of, of the same thing. So if you're going to guest on one, you know, like you said, listen to a few, make sure you at least know kind of the tone of it and and you know where what they're what they're going for. Oh, also, off of when you were saying you edit and you don't want to, like, fake it, I fake it all the time when I'm editing, because sometimes we'll miss a joke, or a guest will say something really funny, or we say something that I think is really funny, and I will take a laugh out of a different section, something I said. No one knows. And now you all know. Now, where's the real laugh? That's the, that's the thing. Do we want to talk about how to get guests for yeah. the show? Yeah, and then, like, let's, let's put them here. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we have guests that we didn't, we didn't even mean to have guests. If any of you all are listening to the, uh, the Rocketeer Minute, uh, we had uh, the surprise of our lives, I think, Hal and I both, uh, that's right. Uh, Billy Campbell, the Rocketeer himself, we had, I sent him a, a Twitter message and he had sent me back a message. At two, he was living in. He lives in Norway, and he sent me a message at two in the morning, the, the day our first show premiered. And he said, "This is a great show. Can I be on?" <laughs> uh, my wife. My wife's like, "What's the matter?" Because I was standing in, a, in my bedroom at two in the morning, screaming at my phone. <laughs> anyway, he's been on. He's been on sixteen episodes now of ours, and he was. He'll, he'll be on lots more, and uh, hopefully getting us other celebrities. But. Uh, uh, what we're, we're talking about here in the, the celebrity part of um, yeah, crystals. Do you want to make it out? Oh, yeah, let me get the handle that. Okay, come on. So, uh, this Karen feeding of uh, celebrity guests, which uh, I don't have this on a PowerPoint. Uh, one thing, the first, the most important thing is you don't need guests, okay? The uh, uh, Siskel and Ebert did a successful show about movie reviews for almost uh, 15 years, and then after uh, Gene died, uh, uh, Roger Ebert continued with some guests, but it took him 15 years to get to that point. And they had a very entertaining show, lots of people watch it. You don't need guests to talk about your movie. It helps because um, uh, content is king. If you don't have good content, no matter how wonderful you sound, people get bored by your content. Uh, cele uh, celebrities are a... Uh, you can click that, sorry. You <laughs> the point. Yes, point. Okay, don't, don't, don't click this point. Uh, celebrities and experts are the laziest way to get a lot of great content. Because these people know probably more than you do about the movie. Uh, you can find you can find out things that aren't on IMDb, which Hal and I both found out at IMDb. is a very untrustworthy source in a lot of situations. And it's always bad to come across when you're asking a guest questions that you got off of. IMDb finding out that it's a lie. So uh, it's, it, it's good to have them on. And um, you can, uh, they don't have to be stars or, or production workers. These are three people that we've had on different shows. Uh, I've had them on Airport Minute, and uh, I've also had uh, some of them on uh, Rocketeer Minute. So on the left, John DeLemba is a gynecologist. And we had him on for uh, Airport Minute. He was discussing what it's like to have a pregnant stewardess get uh, blown up in a uh, de uh, explosive decompression. <laughs> he didn't have personal experience, but he just kind of talked to us what the possibilities were. We also had, we also had him on uh, the Rocketeer Minute to talk about the effects of chloroform when applied to a brunette. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
the fellow in the middle, uh, who's I'm trying to remember his name. Is the anyway? It, 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 not uh, you'd recognize oh, his oh, voice. Oh, yes, we have Phil Burke. Phil Burke is the uh, general operations manager of the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. He is the real-life version of Burt Lancaster in airport. And he, I, I asked him how you know how did he feel about that, and he said, well, I only found out about that. 10 minutes ago when we first talked about this and I didn't know. So he, he talked about the actual operations of Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, which is where airport was filmed, and uh, gave us 60 minute, actually gave us uh, two 60 minute episodes. So he was a great guy to have on. They don't actually, uh, uh, not experts in a particular field, a subject matter field, but you can also have family members. This is, uh, this is Vanna O'Brien, who is Van Heflin's daughter. She talked about being a kid and uh, being on the show, being on the set, watching her dad perform in his last movie performance. And uh, we had her on for three episodes. Great, very uh, very personal, very emotional uh, episodes. Great having her on. So, uh, you know, they don't have to be part of the movie. You can find people that know about the, the topics that you bring up in your movie. And uh, we get a lot of, these people gave me probably the most feedback in the airport. And uh, we do get a lot of uh, feedback from and Rocketeer from some of these folks. So um, you can go to the next one. How do you find celebrities? Well, sometimes they found you, like I told you, with, uh, with uh, uh, our, our Rocketeer. Our Rocketeer. Um, it's not that difficult. Let's, uh, go ahead. Uh, you have friends of friends. If you don't know somebody personally, you know, if you're doing uh, a movie, somebody you might know knows somebody who might have been the makeup artist on some show. Check your circle of friends. This is kind of like the way they sell Amway or other things. You always have to work your, work your uh, network. So use, use your friends of friends to find people that you might know. Uh, also, if you make friends with celebrities, they have friends. Uh, so hopefully they, uh, they haven't broken up with them. But uh, uh, we can get, you can get other people through the celebrities that you meet. Uh, another great source, IMDB Pro. You can sign up for IMDb Pro. It has a 30-day free trial, which for the first 30 days you can you can access this as much as you like. So if you plan accordingly, you can get uh, in the contact information section. You can get their personal email addresses. You can get the address of their agent. You can get all the, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> it's a um, it's a stalker's nightmare or dream come true, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> So uh, check out IMDb Pro. They're always trying. If you go to IMDb, they're always trying to sell you this service. They're just how much is it? Uh, I think Probably it's twenty. No, 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 no. It's like twenty-nine dollars a month. But you might have to buy a year. Just. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a little pricey. <laughs> but thirty days free. You said thirty so days free. Plan, plan accordingly. Yeah. Find it. Can I stop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, of course, social media. Social media is how we found Billy Campbell. Billy Campbell has a Twitter account. We have a Twitter account. If you put at whatever their name is and mention them and all their stuff, hey, did you see blah, 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 and they'll, they'll get a hold of you. Uh, they also can reach to you through Facebook. Um, the Hollywood Reporter is one of your best sources for finding out where the people that, you, that, are, that are working in your movie are currently working now. You might see their name listed. You can do a search in Hollywood Reporter and you don't even need a subscription. You can just type in a search, and it'll tell you what movies they're doing. Um, for example, uh, Alan Arkin, who we've been trying to track down, is now doing Dumbo. So hopefully, we can get through Disney to get a the live action version of Dumbo. I don't know how they're going to do that, but uh, uh, 
we're trying to get Alan Arkin before our show ends. Uh, so that'll, that'll tell you. Um, just giving you a case study of how this happened. This is John Findlater. He played uh, Peter Coakley in the 1970 movie Airport. And uh, he's one of the few living people, living few survivors of Airport. He's actually still around most, most of the cast, except for Jacqueline Lissette and John Finlater are dead. Uh, Try to find him, find him. Hard to find. He's not no longer acting business. My co-host Mark Cerulli, uh did further searches and uh, found a page of his uh, Beverly Hills High School reunion Facebook page. Uh, where he is with his former prom date, uh, who is also the reunion uh, chairwoman for the for the Beverly Hills High School, and uh, Mark contacted her, who contacted John Finlater for us, and we wound up with uh, John Finlater. Um, that's insane. It is. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, insane. Wow. So at the same time, that's like that's PI work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mark, Mark was a, a good a good hound on that. Uh, so if I need to find anyone, I just talk to you guys. I'll be like, it's for a podcast. <laughs> and you'll find them. Yeah, somehow. Steve has a list of social security numbers for sale. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about buying celebrities. There, there are celebrities, and um, so, some celebrities will actually give you a price on how much they want. Um, it's it, Mostly, uh, some of it's done because they want money because they want to get rich, and some people use it to avoid having, uh, having people uh, sh uh, show up and ask them on, on their show. Uh, there's, you know, some people have asked as much as $2,000, Trey Johnson, but, uh, <laughs> but we, will, uh, we don't pay. You don't, have, you don't have to pay, but there is a way that you can provide a, provide a benefit to the, to the users, kind of by buying them off. And, uh, oh, do we move them? There we go. The way to buy them off is send them a headset. <laughs> for $19.95. And actually, if you buy them in bulk in some places, you can get it for as low as $14.95. You can buy gamer headsets. Uh, I found a bunch of Sennheiser headsets that were on sale in bulk. And uh, we used to ship them out for airport. And if you offer celebrities, huge celebrities, will go on your show. Robert Hayes from airport, from airplane, came on our show. For uh, for the price of a headset, so, <laughs> so if the if the guest is worth twenty dollars to you, go to Amazon, get their mailing address or shipping address, and ship them a headset and tell them we want it for the audio. But you can you know here's the key, and it's amazing how that little bit of bait will get you a great celebrity. So, this is I'm not, I'm not making this up. Really. <laughs> okay, it works. It's happened. Yes, and. Uh, after you've had them on the show, follow up and ask, you know, tell them when, you, when their episode is on your show. Tell, tell them that uh, you know, they're coming on and give them feedback. Actors are very insecure, if you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> actors love feedback, actors love applause. You tell them your show is our number one hit. You, our, your show, uh, we've gotten so many responses from people listening to, you, to your show. Uh, could you come back on again? You have them on, on again, they have the headset, you know they can, <laughs> you can do it on and uh, the other thing is, is, by the way, do you know whatever happened to, and then name a co-star on the show, and you might be able to use that friend of a friend thing to get more famous friends. You are so sweet. You're like the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It works. It works. It really, it really does work. Um, I think, I don't know if there's one left. Oh, turn, yeah. 
if you get turned down, oh, Jonathan, um, <laughs> if you get turned down, you can say to yourself, there were, maybe they weren't that interesting uh, a person to have on. But there are, there are many other things. Like, like, I, like I showed you before, the gynecologist and the, uh, sounds like a start of a joke, a gynecologist and a, son of a daughter of an actor and, a, and an airport director. Find other people, because there are a lot of people, and it's amazing, even though it sounds like you're going away from the subject, your, your movie, going away and getting some related topic to your movie, it, it will fascinate your, uh, your listeners. So try that out. I think that's less one. Oh, I'll work back to Siskel Lee. But you know, if it doesn't work, you can always use a Siskel Lee. It'll work for them, and it'll work for you. signed up for this panel, and I have no idea why. <laughs> you guys just covered everything and crushed it. <laughs> well, I, I think the headset is a perfect example of, of this, and the kind of cutting the minutes and sending the links and all that is, is making making it as easy as possible for somebody to be a guest. That's the that's the thing. So make give them, you know, make the op make no barriers, no obstacles. They can just kind of click on the things. Be like, all right, we're talking about this. I have a headset. You know, I'm good to go. And, and tchotchkes too. If you have any T-shirts, mugs, right? Anything, they love that stuff. You can send send people send people that. Um, my my co-host Mark Cerulli worked used to work for HBO, and uh, he had uh, Mama Soprano's uh, Ziti. <laughs> and yeah, he had cases of this from when he was working at HBO, and he used to send people uh, that for different things, and they were like, I love The Sopranos. And so, for, for, for a box of old ziti. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the, because the, a box of ziti is like $1,000 in parlance, but yeah. you're not talking about sending them a box of ziti. You're talking about sending them an actual box of ziti. And speaking of headsets, you guessed it on ours with a headset on, because you can't hold still, right? So you Yeah, and I have to. I have like uh, tendonitis here because I frequently have to carry the computer around too yeah. with the headset. But uh, so you yeah. don't have to hold still, and if you're more comfortable yeah. walking around, a headset a headset works out. But that's why yes. you're here. I have <laughs> <laughs> for that. Yeah, no, I have the. Uh, I have a, a friend of a friend who works for Sennheiser, and I got a sports broadcasting headset. Like I said, give me the most pimp, I don't care, make it gold, whatever. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, it was, you know, $250 or something. But Pete Mummert has thanked me profusely um, for getting uh, the professional grade uh, headset. So yeah, because I don't like speaking into a mic at all. Like, I don't know how anybody sits, especially when you talk about doing three or four or five episodes at a time, you're just sitting there like this, talking into a microphone. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> that was bad for the back. <laughs> Boom stand. Yeah. I stand sometimes. I have a mic that I can hold and stand in. I, you know, what I notice in terms of uh, getting guests, I think you try and think outside the podcast, you think, well, first of all, who would somebody want to hear? I mean, just some of them are no-brainers. Like if you're doing Indiana Jones, you're like, well, we need archaeologists. Or uh, Pete Mommert had uh, got an Egyptologist on the show, and you're like, well, of course. Like, what what is all this? What are the hieroglyphs on the wall, and are they accurate? And uh, it, you know, you're like, maybe that's Anubis that you know India is kicking over. Let's get to the bottom of this. Just some of its regular questions that you know you you, you want to know and you think about when you're at a red light, you know. And, and so some of it's that. And I think when you get those people on, you you want to alley oop them. 
give them a, give them a couple of no-brainer questions that we've all wanted to know for 20 or 30 years. But then I'd say also, you know, stuff that's easy for them to respond to, to get them comfortable. Because a lot of guests are not comfortable, even if they are experts or knowledge, you know, knowledgeable in the field. They don't. They're not used to the podcast, and certainly watching a minute of a movie, you know, once and they don't really know it. So it's a way to get them warmed up and loosened up, I think. Um, and then I'd say throw one or two kind of off the wall questions at them too, and just just be like, it's a little free for all. It's like here, now go finger paint. <laughs> you know, go nuts uh, and actually, see where they go. Yeah, off of that, I realized I didn't put anything in about at the top of the show when you have a new guest. Um, I always try to talk for a little bit with the hosts because going into a cold thing with someone you've never met and never seen is really difficult. So I love when uh, hosts will engage me in conversation outside of what we're about to do so I can calm down because if you need to hear, and especially in my first Star Wars minute, from episode day one, because I was like, these people hate me, because uh, I missed the first recording with them. Uh, and I was like, they hate me, I, sh- I shouldn't be doing this. Um, from day one to day five, I get much more animated and excited, because I was like, I can't tell if they're gonna kill me or not. Um, but if you get the excitement up at the top and excited to talk about something, it opens up talking and yeah. stuff. Well, we've had that, you know, because uh, like I said, we do a lot of recording in person too. And so we've had one or two guests that we had, you know, we do a, a, a decent amount of kind of chit chat with beforehand just so they're, you know, one of them's like, oh, I'm so glad you guys aren't murderers because I got this email communication that just said show up at the Holiday Inn, you know, and, <laughs> and they walk into a room, who knows what they're expecting. So we're like, hey, how's it going? And what do you, you know, so we'll go into, you know, talk about most of our, uh, most of our guests are kind of, Networked, you know, it's a friend of a friend or somebody knew this person or recommended this or we found them on Twitter So then, you know, talk about oh, hey, how's it going and what, you know, what their thing is and, and uh, You know, make them feel comfortable First, first and foremost, because I'm going to Or keep them on their toes, you know, keep them uncomfortable <laughs> and then we'll chatter more and then you, know, you get some good stuff Yeah, you were talking about uh, hackers being insecure and I was amazed that like we and ask these comedians to come meet us at a seedy hotel. <laughs> just come in the middle of the day, we'll just be two middle-aged guys there waiting for you. Don't tell anyone where you're going. It's not serious. Come, they do. Yeah. And then they're, you know, it's... Once you... Once you have them there making them, you know, once they've agreed to it, that's kind of part of the care, like we said, care and, and feeding. And then keeping them kind of, not only on the hook, you know, not only kind of, you know, an active part of the episodes that you have them on for, but then potentially kind of coming back and kind of being, uh, you know, part of the whole thing is, is important because you want them to feel uh, comfortable the whole time and then and, uh, kind of being, you know, having some of your notes be questions is always important, especially for when you have, when you have guests on so that you're throwing it out there so it's not just you know, in our case, it's not just me saying, like, like look at that robot, that's this robot from Wikipedia, and you say, like, yes, and he's played by this person. Throwing it out there to be, you know, like, oh, so what do you think that robot smells like? Then you get that opportunity for some, you know, for the, for the guest to jump in and kind of throw their, their expertise in there, if they're an expert on robot smells. I do that when I notice John's watching cat videos while we're recording. With the <laughs> <laughs> I, I notice it. In terms of how you're deciding to get a guest, I mean, first of all, you want to think, well, why am I having this guest? You know, what's the reason? Why uh, is there a specific? Maybe they're just funny, or you know, you know them, or they're part of this community. But um, 
I think there's a sweet spot that you can find. One of the difficulties in doing this minute by minute, or one of the problems I think sometimes, a trap, is that you can stay wedded to exactly what's happening in the minute. Which, everybody's seen the movie, and you don't just want to regurgitate the minute. So you want to bring a guest in that's going to uh, have something to do with the minute, but also take it somewhere else. And an example um, uh, was for the Temple of Doom with the roller coaster, you know, the the, uh, the, uh, the mind, yeah, the what we call mind, mind trolley. Mind trolley, thank you. The mind trolley scene. I, I actually contacted an amusement park and I asked, you know, is, is there somebody that we could get who could come and they, they, they help engineer roller coasters and how realistic would this roller coaster be and could you have a roller coaster that would be over lava or is that just ridiculous <laughs> and you know it, it's, it's part of the minute but has a potential to go somewhere completely different now of course they shut me down and I said well they wouldn't have been a good guest anyway <laughs> like Jim O'Kane suggested on the uh, turndowns but. well we saw a great bit of begin. Yeah, that's what we've gotten a couple of uh, kind of you know re requests or you know people coming up to us or, or sending us you know email saying like hey like I should be on your show because I know everything about Star Wars and it's, that's not that's not necessarily going to make the best guest by any means. Is if you you know that's why we we tend I mean partially because of the the kind of network path that we've chosen to follow with with our guests, but we tend to kind of pick up more comedians and people who are you know, going to, like you said, add something to it and just bring, you know, even if it's not specifically germane to the minute, you know, if it's not factual, it's they're going to go off on, on you know, tangents and they're, they're, you know, people that we know can at least bring entertainment to to the minute and not just kind of like reading Wikipedia pages um, that they've memorized. Yeah, we would much rather have someone who was entertaining and knew nothing about Star Wars than someone who would memorize the entire Wikipedia but was you know, reads like they read the entire Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, one thing we've also been, um, I think it's a continual challenge is, uh, we find a lot of our guests, as I think you pointed out, are 30 to 50 year old white guys. Yeah. And we were yeah. purposely saying like, okay, we're gonna try to make an effort to try to get, you know, so whenever we had someone on, we'd be like, hey, you know anyone who'd be good, particularly if they're not a 30 to 50 year old white guy, so. Right, it's just, yeah. I mean, to reach out. that occurred to me just listening to my own show. <laughs> and then you go, eh, it's a lot of, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot of uh, similar voices, and, and in a way, yeah. similar experiences, which makes sense, but it, it's great to vary it up. Yeah, I mean, for even for audio, actual audio listening purposes, having other voices in there really absolutely makes all the difference. You know, so mm -hmm. when you when you kind of mix in, and you don't just have this same, you know, kind of middle-aged white guy telling that uh, you know it's. Uh, and even if it is, you know, uh, you know, I'm not saying avoid them entirely, but you know, it, it, try to get people who just sound different. It's different. 120 minutes. <laughs> 120 days. Yeah, you've got lots of room to work with. Yeah. So you know, and, and there are definitely you know uh, people out there of all you know all different types that, uh, that love your movie, no matter what the what your movie is. So reach out and be uh, be inclusive. One of one of our guests on uh, Airport Minute was at a uh, some kind of a Bahama uh, Oscars, and he he was there with Alan Arkin. Oh, I, I contact him later to find out if we get Alan Arkin on the show. We're still working on that. But he said that uh, Alan Arkin was going to be receiving some kind of a special lifetime achievement award. And uh, our, our guest 
uh, leaned over to Alan Arkin just break out from the table and says, this better be interesting. And, <laughs> and I think, I, I don't know how you, how you can tell that to your guests that, that it better be interesting, but you should know beforehand how interesting your guests can be. I mean, sometimes you're surprised, but you should at least know that at least they have the background of, of something that other people will find uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and then this, uh, this again, will dovetail nicely into our, into our next segment, um, which is kind of social networking, monetization, et cetera. Social networking in particular uh, is a good, as, as, as you guys have said, one of, the, one of the avenues that is, is great for finding new guests and new listeners. But um, uh, yeah, do we want to switch? I don't know if yeah, any, yeah. you guys can totally, anybody's welcome to stay or switch out or whatever. Mark, I know you were going to come up for this. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs>